You have any, have right. a Bev? I've already had several. Um, I quit drinking. Oh. For uh, for a time. For a time. You don't gain weight on liquor. Someday in 2017. And you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood, episode... One... Thirty. Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're out of practice, aren't we? Oh my god, it's been it's been some time, John. Uh, I don't right. even have a thing I like. Dude, uh, did we, like... I like that one time we tried to record an episode 130 before, and, and, it, and it went completely pear-shaped. Oh my god, did that episode shit the bed. And it was a fun episode, too. Oh man, that's our first, in, in 130 full-length episodes, and then, you know, however many Gaidens, and then, you know, 10 or 20, like, in, you know, something like 180 total recordings. Right. That was our first, like, official lost episode. And it, it was so perfect, the way we looked. Because, of course, it was one where we had a guest. Yeah. Um, but, like... I, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, because I think we recorded that back in like May or something. No, like that. it was. Uh, let's see, I don't know. It was in the fall sometime. Maybe, um, but you're so halfway through the broadcast, your machine just died. My computer just shut down for ran- just no reason. Took a shit, and then um, I was recording on my end, so we we're like. Okay, well, uh, you you weren't going to start recording your audio again because you already lost the track. So you're like, we'll just use the backup track. And I didn't know that my computer quietly updated Skype at some point, and the plugin I was using to record the backup track wasn't working. So by the time we had finished, like what was an hour and a half record, give or take, the whole thing was gone. Yeah. So our apologize, uh, our, our apologies to Catherine Storm if she's listening. Yes. We'll get you back on. Soon, I swear. And by uh, soon, we mean, you know, now that we record the show annually, and by annually, once a year. <laughs> it's almost painful to call this a Fantastic Neighborhood episode because we're just, we just sort of do them whenever. Well, I think, like, just doing, like, just leaving it as an open option, a thing we can do. Oh, yeah. I might, I might be undertaking some other projects that I might put under the, the Fantastic Neighborhood heading i still well, so, write occasionally well i'm gonna start a, so i started fantastic Neighbor, neighborhood gaiden right so that was the side right. story so then what if i like what if our lost episode was a a, a backdoor pilot for fantastic neighborhood the next generation that could work that could work mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. neighborhood voyager not so much though mm, yeah uh tuvix that's just me on a cruise ship uh, <laughs> eating jello and drinking margaritas. And then getting just, like, the horrible cruise ship diarrhea. Oh, yeah. that's Well, I mean, it's okay, though, because you're on the cruise ship. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. You just sit in front of the jello machine or and whatever. Just sit on your they, toilet and die. They make a lot of jello on those ships. Dude, have you been on a cruise ship? I've been on cruises. I have. It's I went once. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a it fucking nightmare. Great. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Me, me and, uh, and the wife went on a cruise ship once, and we sort of, like, did it. We did it in, like, October and we went up to Canada. Oh, I've been, on, I've been on a Canada cruise. Um, you know, the destinations we went to were fine. Like, we, we went to Halifax. That was nice. Halifax, but, been there. But uh, On the, the cruise. 
I think that me and my wife were maybe the youngest people on that cruise by like 20 years. When I went uh, on the Canada cruise, I was 17 or 18. Uh, I went with my parents. And there oh, was... That's always that's always a recipe for fun. There was one other person my age on the entire cruise ship. And, and cell phones weren't a thing and no. Wi-Fi wasn't But a she thing. was a lady, so... Oh, well, there you go. Young spry John Anderson. Young spry John Anderson. With uh, what I assume was still your military haircut. Uh, I forget if I was, had, I don't know, probably? I just presume you've always had that haircut up until you moved back to Seattle. Spiky hair, I don't fucking know, man. It, it, whatever, whatever hair I was wearing on my head, it worked for the, the duration of the cruise. <laughs> So John, we we decided to get together today. We were gonna we were gonna record something with young Alex O'Neill, and we may still. Oh yeah, but, uh, uh, the world's everybody's favorite tween, uh, Alex O'Neill. Yes, the oldest tween on record. Um, I just recorded something with Alex O'Neill. So whatever, listen to his podcast because uh, I I crashed somebody else's top ten, and then eventually <laughs> Alex O'Neill will will do our top tens or whatever, and we'll tack that onto this episode. But we, I fucked up scheduling or something. I don't know. Some sort of thing will happen. Um, but yeah, you and I just decided to get together and shoot the shit because we haven't done this in a while. So I thought maybe what this would wind up being is, you know, let's uh, recap the tragedy that was this this past year. So I like that we, I like the idea of keeping this negative. So because I like feel like when we do a top ten, we can keep it positive. So we can keep the the first half of this episode uh, uh, super negative. <laughs> This is going to be our airing of grievances. Dude, like, let's just do fucking, like, let's go. Like, uh, what are your, what are, like, your favorite three people that died this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so topical because someone died every day. It's almost impossible for me to, like, I, I you know, it's weird because I've had this discussion before. And the hard part about this discussion becomes you name your three and then immediately someone goes, but what about this person? Or what about this? Like you offend people by not picking the death that resonated the most with them. Uh, I was just hoping like, I, you know, like I would like to like, be like, Oh, somebody names David Bowie. And I'm like, ah, did you know that? Like he had, he had routinely had sex with like teenagers when he was in his thirties or like some people like John Glenn. I'm like, Oh, the Republican Senator, you know, to heck with that guy. Uh, Nancy Reagan, you mean, oh, what a bitch she was. Oh, wait, she was this year too. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, no, that, she's not going to be on my top 10 list. Um, um yeah, it, Anthony, it's really... Sc well, actually, like, Scalia, now that I'm, like, yeah. rattling these people off, I'm like, man, thank goodness all these people are dead. Antonin Scalia, uh, Scalia died this year? Fuck yeah, that guy. Uh, you know, that was a good thing for 2016 and probably a terrible thing for 2017. <laughs> oh, dude, because we thought that would work out, um... Uh, and yeah. I, I okay. So I'm gonna go. With my favorite three people that died this year were uh, were Gary Shandling, um, uh, shit, Alan Thick, Alan Thick. Uh, oh no, no. Uh, let's get rid of Alan Thick, and I'll go with uh, Jose Fernandez, uh, and then uh, obviously Prince. Prince is like the, the the just the worst possible thing that could poss that could have happened this this year. That's a that's a pretty uh I think that's a pretty solid list. Um I don't know, my it's it's really hard. I think I think Alan Rickman is is on the top 3 Ooh, for me. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um Lemmy is probably up there. Although he like I 
I'm so torn about Lemmy because, like, musically he was very important to my upbringing. But, like, I just have this feeling like I wouldn't have liked Lemmy if I knew him. Um, I would just not be able to, like, look away from his mole. I know. <laughs> and then... Oh, Rob I, Ford. Of course, your number one is Rob Ford. Oh, Rob Ford. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man, I'm going to miss those. Uh, pro- I mean, it's. I mean, I know it's timely, but, like, I, now that... I, I can't even remember everyone, but, like, Carrie Fisher was a big one. Did the guy from Star Trek, the, the, the new Chekhov... Oh yeah, that was a, oh god. Yeah, this is really hard. The oh, in memorandum, George Michael, dude. Like, come on, dude. The the in memorandum at like the Grammys and the Oscars and all that this year is going to last until twenty eighteen. Like, it's going to be bad. Ugh, man. The fucking the guy, the new Chekhov guy. He was killed by a goddamn jeep, and they're owned by Fiat now. So. I Not only that, he was killed by a Jeep with a known defect that I, they, they like, he got, like, apparently he got the thing in the mail, like, two weeks after he died, saying that there was a recall on I it. I blame the Italians. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, but I blame them for a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, 2016 was, it was rough. Oh, but this is our video game podcast, sort of. Yeah, so, actually, I wanted to talk to you about a very specific game. We never had a chance to talk about this, you and I. And it's a game that's actually on my top 10 list, yet I still kind of hate it. Mm. This is a little preview. Like called um, like it, a, a grudge fuck of a game. <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's on my top 10 list because like technically and, and you know, like fundamentally like on, on like level design and all that, the game succeeds. But okay, I'm just going to say it. You played inside, right? So here's the fucking thing. Uh, I did not. Um, okay. I started um, playing it, put it down, didn't come back to it. I am going to play it. I just got off the I, – I, Tyler Treese had asked me to come on his top ten with Alex O'Neill, and uh, and it was his number one. Okay. Um, it's definitely not my number one. It is on my top ten list because, like I said, it's it's fundamentally – I think it's, a, it's a, a well-designed game that would be fun for someone to play and all that. I, however – and this is without spoilers, but I am sick and fucking tired of these, like, draw your own conclusions, like, sort of storytelling methodologies. Oh, no, give them all, give me all of them. I just, finished, I we just watched, uh, we went and saw Arrival um, the other okay. night. Have you seen Arrival yet? No, I haven't. It's, oh, uh, it, I was waiting for it to come to the to the local theater. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Uh, I loved that movie. And, like... Me and my wife, me and Katie were, like, arguing about the ending on the, in the cab ride uh, mm-hmm. home, and it was just, like, that's, it was, oh, that movie, see that. I, <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely on my list. Um, you know, 20, 2016, I mean, say what you will about how shitty it was, it had some decent movies. It had it was um, a great year for video games. Yeah, it just, yeah, but going back to Inside, like, there's something, there's something... It does, I don't know, maybe I just think that Play Dead is now like a one-trick pony, because to me, like, this game did not do anything that Limbo already didn't, or did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't really get there for me. It, it just, it's like the same story with the same cue points. Like, the, the mechanic, mechanically, like, they, they tell um, a different story, but, like, the overarching twists and the narrative are sort of done with the same methodology, and it, it kind of... I was felt very dis- like I want to compare it to like how Ico and Shadow of the Colossus were both like puzzle games, and they were stylistically the same, but like they felt very different. One was sort of box puzzles, and then one was a f- like fight mechanics, and you know if they you, tied uh, together nicely. If you like box puzzles, Catherine is now on uh, 
uh, Xbox One back compat. So, <laughs> do you? I love Catherine too much. I, I've yet to play it. It's probably not worth playing. I like. So, I just have an irrational uh, like for it. But so, so let's go. So you're let's saying, go to another grievance here. Let John. me let me ask you something. Would you say that Inside, despite being one of your ten favorite games of the year, and I'm going to assume we only played about fifteen games a piece because, like, come Life. on, who has time for that shit? Um, yeah. Would you say it's one of your dis- biggest gaming disappointments of the year? Um, I of the games that came out, I think, just work I think with my fucking segue and say yeah. yes. It okay. is. <laughs> it is up there. Yes, because I have games. I made a top five gaming disappointments list. Uh, and one of these games is actually on my top ten. Um, so actually, two of it them a, are. So it was how, a weird year. <laughs> how crazy is that? I wonder how many of these cross over with me. So these are my top five gaming disappointments, Fred. I have at least two games on my list that were disappointments, but up there because of something that they achieved. So uh, number five is Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't play it because once it came out and the negative reviews came out, I sort of said like, "I'm just gonna wait for it." It's uh, it's loads of style. Um, I just just middling. I the movement doesn't didn't feel as good as it used to in the first Mirror's Edge. Like the story, like I don't know, I don't feel like the story from Mirror's Edge, the original Mirror's Edge, needed rebooting. Like I liked the story, I really liked that game. Well, we didn't. None of us thought that when we first saw it, right? Yeah, like, and then the like, I don't know, like the fucking open world doesn't make a ton of sense. Why are these people hanging out on roofs? It it was it was <laughs> it was just like I. Well, like, they're in the future, John. Everyone hangs out on the roof in the future. I fucking love how it looks, uh, and that's how it ended up on my top ten. But like, God, what a bummer! Ah, because like you know how much I was looking forward to it. Oh yeah, no, that was. I mean that you were anticipating that. How long they announced that at the launch of of the Xbox? It was. It's one, been. Right? It's been like at least three years since uh, since it was three or four yeah. years since it was announced. But uh, yeah, big bummer. Uh, my number four top gaming disappointment: Doom. Really? And let me tell you why. I would love to hear this. My fucking save got corrupted. Okay, that'll do it. Yep. So. I'm, wow, that's that's shitty. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it because, like, oh, seven hours in. Where were you playing it on your on PC your computer? Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that sucks. That'll that'll pretty much ruin any gaming experience. I don't know. Maybe I'll take a day off of work and just like get to where I was. I mean, you probably can remember all of it. It's mechanically, it's pretty straightforward. Um. But I had all the. Oh, I had so sucks. many unlockable. Ah. I actually, I got perfect on the story. Like, I actually got all the secrets. Mm. I I don't know. I don't know. It was just such a bummer. Mm. Anyway, and I was getting, oh, it was so good on my PC, too. I was getting, like, 200 frames a second, 210 frames a second. It's beautiful. It's, uh, I need a new monitor for that, but yes. <laughs> so, number number three, uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Did I, I've yet to play any of the uncharted games and i constantly you should play the the tomb raider reboots i'm constantly just like i'm gonna grab i'm gonna get them one day one day i'm gonna get them and i just never do it uh you should play uh number you should play uncharted 2 just skip all the other ones just play two um so yeah play two uh i think it's like you know it's remastered so um, yeah there's like a there's a collection disc out there with the first three 
Yeah. Maybe I'll just do that. Um, I would just actually play. I would play two and then maybe dive into more. Like I never finished three. I'm playing four, and I just feel like, um, it's like it would be a great seven hour game. It's a a weak sixteen hour game. Like if they took out all the bad third person shooting parts, right? It was just like all these cool adventure set pieces and exploring and puzzles and like really cool, super high quality uh, cutscenes. It would be a really, really tight experience, but then, but they put in nine hours of bad third-person shooting, and it's like, oh, well, I played Gears Four this year, so like, fuck what you're trying to make me do right here because this like is not <laughs> fun at all. Right. What else do you have on this disappointment list? I'm curious uh, now. Number two, No Man's Sky. No, I mean, okay, that's sort of a given in 2016, right? Like, um, you know, I I didn't really. Have, I didn't get into the game at all to begin with. Like I, I didn't buy I it. I can't believe I pre-ordered it. What I a, can't believe you did either. What a but, what a rook! So here's my question: they they started apparently like repairing the game. I'm never. I'm yeah. No, you're just done, right? You're never going to go back. to I it. played like eight or ten hours when it first came out, and it was just like, man, I this is I haven't done anything. Every it's like a roguelike, but without a plot. Everything about playing this feels missions. terrible. Right. Um, can I guess number one? Oh, yeah, go for it, man. Is it Pokemon Go? No, 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 not... Well, okay, I'd say not well. even close, but it's Super Mario yeah. Run. Oh, um, I I would be disappointed in that game if they let me play it, but I am not on an iOS device. So I only can play, like, the, uh, the shitty Chinese knockoff Plumber Dash. Oh, my gosh, are you serious? I think that's actually a real thing. There was like a there was a there were like three or four Mario Run knockoffs in the store like the day the iOS version launched. Um, so it's just like it's not that good, man. It's not as good as Rayman Jungle Run or it's, the later Fiesta Run. Definitely not. Um, and like you know, I've seen I heard some hipster apologists out there like talking about it like, oh no, it's really good and you go back and you do all these coin things and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, did you guys fucking play Rayman? Because like Right. That's a good game that wasn't They got to it the first time. Um yeah, and you know, Nintendo, it's not like they have a history of making games or anything like that. Yeah. They it's a new oh, platform. They don't know. Not to mention it's it's always online, which you should probably never get that game anyway. Cause like, yeah, because like because I couldn't play it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, um, I I was on my gigabit yeah. uh, internet connection at home uh, with my like very fancy router, and I lost connection at some point. <laughs> I mean, I I imagine that's on their end more than anything. But um, yeah, I I sort of put that out of my head I, as soon as I found out that game was like going to cost like real money. I sort of went like, yeah, Nintendo, no. But I don't have an iOS device, like I said, so I can't even try it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, th- I gotta tell you, I'm surprised Pokemon Go is not on your list. It's I had a lot of fun with Pokemon Go for like the first week or something, like going I, and hunting shit yeah. down. It's not for me though. Like I mean, like I know that. My actual issue with Pokemon Go was that the uh, the rate of which updates came out, like the like it kind of moved backwards at first, and then you're kind of sitting there going like, "All right, any day now they're gonna have quests and they're gonna have." missions and they're going to have some other things to do and they you know trading and gym battles and like or something and it just never happened it just never got past like oh, it never mindlessly t- collect it never turned into a game 
Right. It's just like a thing that like for what it's worth, that UI I thought was like real clumsy and cumbersome and, and, and there's some level of like real world design that went into or didn't go into the thinking of like, oh, people are gonna be walking down the street and then holding their phone and staring at the screen, which I admit we all do. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, they're gonna be like walking into fucking traffic and shit playing this game. Do you remember when that game first launched and people were like walking over embankments and shit by accident? Yeah, or you like- know, car crashes because people were playing yeah. it while they're driving um it's it's pro- maybe it's good that it's not so popular anymore um but like can you, yeah, can and, you believe what a cultural phenomenon that was and like right you know somebody the people on twitter who like reacted to it like it was gonna like fucking change the world and then it didn't well i mean it it, it did it did some good for as the, far as gaming, but goes. for the two weeks during the summer, it was really interesting. But like nothing right. fucking sticks anymore. Right. I mean, and it sort of opened the the door for like mainstream location based gaming because up until that point, it was just like egress and some of like the street pass functions on uh, on the DS. Mm-hmm. But uh, like other than that, like that 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 whole mechanic, which is like a cool. And and fairly powerful mechanic really never never gets utilized. Um, I'd like to see more of that. What I'd like to see is not something that has like this mandatory like you must be in the game, you must have the screen on, you must be staring. Like I want a more passive experience from a game like that. Oh yeah, they they yeah. screwed the pooch pretty hard on that and like not having it like. Yeah, having to have it open to get any sort of notification was right. Just, there's like, no there's no idle. Yeah. Uh, so, so not only did you see people walking around with their phones out, but you saw them with like, you know, the sales for portable battery packs were uh, through the roof this summer. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the next generation of that, which I assume is actually going to be like a proper Pokemon game might be good. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping somebody's doing something with Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> one one could imagine that would be a, a problem for my stock options. I hope that. <laughs> so, can we talk about? You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Can we talk about another uh, disappointment I had this year? Yes, John. I bought an Xbox this year, an Xbox One, the why Gears did, of War edition. Why did you do that? You I don't you know. have a gaming PC. Uh, I didn't at the time. Now I do. Uh, you know, I got I got to tell you, dude. I'm. I am not enamored with the system. I turn it on every now and then. Um, there's like maybe three titles I have on there that I, I either played or can play. Um, but like I I don't understand it anymore. Like the UI is confusing to me now. Maybe I'm too old for that UI. But I find like the whole boxes floating in the advertisement space uh, a little confusing. Um you know, there's this constant upsell that you just don't see anywhere else where it's like trying to push add-ons or coins or whatever at you while you're playing games. And uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think I use the Xbox more for the Comedy Central app right now than I do for gaming. I, I don't so necessarily I- regret having the thing on my shelf, but... And, you know, my time with Gears 4 was good. So we're in an interesting place because, like, I think for me, like, playing on Xbox, um, I play Xbox 360 games on it. Yeah. Uh, I play, I use it, that's my, that's my go-to for streaming stuff because I think the the UI for that kind of stuff is so much better than PlayStation. 
uh, and the ability to just pin things to your pins is sure is great. Uh, this it works great with my cable box and all that junk. Um, but I'm in a weird place, right? Because I own it. I own a, a beast of a gaming PC, and I own a PS4. So the PS4 gets used for PS4 exclu- exclusives, and mm-hmm. then all Xbox exclusives are also run, you know, a much better version on uh, PC. So I play them there. I played Gears 4 on PC. I played Forza Horizon 3 on PC. So it's like, oh, but I'm I'm playing Final Fantasy on it because Final Fantasy came out on consoles and not PC for some reason. So I don't know what to say. Like, I think, like, as far as, like, a playing it experience, like, I prefer it to the PS4 um, in a lot of ways. Although I love that the PS4 has that weird background music. Um, oh, I love that background music now. I hated that music when it first came out, and now it's grown on me so much. Yeah, um, but like they're the way they just like here's just a ribbon of games, um, right? I don't know. I I don't think any of the modern gen consoles have a particularly compelling navigation system. Like I don't think they any of them have you know fucking found Maxwell Silverhammer yet. You know? <laughs> like, oh man, have you been? Have you used a Wii U, man? No, I'm just I, kidding. I'm sure it's it's not the same either. as it's the same as the Wii. And I, I, I can't help but feel like the new Nintendo thing is going to be the same thing. Like it's just going to be like this this compromised navigation to to manage the expectations of young kids, dude. People, even who, though they're dude, people who marked out at the fucking Switch, uh, oh, dude. announcement. I'm like, what are you like? Why are you so excited? Like, what <laughs> yeah. uh, what about this? What about what anything they've done? in the last 10 years is actually making you excited about this. Right. Like, I don't know where your confidence comes from. The thing that, that made me crack up about the switch was the promotional video they made for it, where it shows all these like hip millennials, like going over to their friends, rooftop, like Williamsburg parties and being like, Hey guys, I brought my Nintendo switch. Why don't you put down that alcohol and music and come play video games with me? And then it's like 400, like hip young people surrounding two players on a, on an Android tablet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's using like a fucking, uh, it's going to end up using an Android processor. Uh, the the same processor that's in the NVIDIA shield. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they're also saying that it's also going to be more powerful when it's plugged into the base. Like it'll have more computing power in the base. I just, dude, I just want like, I don't, why, why with the why why with the hardware like at this point like we know what makes nintendo is made great by their games and not by their hardware like if you even if thinking about the gimmick of the wii of the wii like the best games that were on the wii aren't necessarily don't have a ton to do with the fucking control mechanism no not at all exception obviously of Wii Sports. Like, that was fucking incredible. It was a transcendent moment. Blah, 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 blah. No, Wii Sports, I would say um, uh, Metroid Prime 3. But but Metroid Prime 3 could have been done fine with a controller. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, um, not to mention, like, Mario Galaxy would be fine with a controller. Right. Uh, I just, man, after this thing tanks and in three years... Reggie just walks on stage at either the Xbox or Sony conference at E3, and you're just like, fuck yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, basically, they should have just announced, like, a, a new Amiibo reader for whatever they... You know what I mean? Like, 
here's an Amiibo Reaver. It, pl- it plugs into your uh, your Xbox or your PS4, and you can play your Nintendo games there. I I just like now understanding more of the business side of consoles. I don't. I get it even less, right? Because right. like developing consoles is hugely expensive. It's hugely right, right. expensive, and then. So if you sell them at you sell them at a thin margin or you sell them at, at a loss, the the reason Sony and Microsoft do that is because you're getting you know anywhere from eighteen to thirty percent of every piece of software sold on the on the console, right? Right. But Sony and Microsoft have very vibrant third party development ecosystems, right? So it makes sense financially to do that. Nintendo, while doing all of this, also says we don't care about third party. So like they're not making that money. I I just right. don't I don't get it. I don't. Well, get let's also it. let's also keep in mind that Nintendo's largest success this year was a sixty dollar emulator with a three foot cord. I, I bought one for my brother in law for for Christmas. I, I was going to buy people one for Christmas, but they they were gone. I um, went to a Best Buy at six thirty in the morning. Yeah, you're that kind of guy. I see. Um, I missed. I missed that shit. Like I missed. Yeah, I know. That. It is. It is nice to have that event. And uh, dude, we even have Nintendo World here, which is like one of the only places that was reliably getting it. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I'm like I'm not waiting online. It, there, there was something about like if it cost more money, I probably would have done it. But for sixty dollars, I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to wait till after the holidays. I thought about flipping it because my well, actually, I don't know. my brother-in-law did not seem that enthused, and he also doesn't keep up with video game news, so he doesn't like he didn't like realize right. oh this was he obviously jumped through some hoops to get this, but whatever. The uh, ha- have you actually played it? Yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, it's good. Um, you know, just the the uprising to HD is kind of kind of makes it worth it. Oh uh, yeah, it looks but, good. Uh, um, you know, can't wait to plug that into my capture card. <laughs> well, I played. Uh, we were we were into the the uh, late game part of Mega Man Two. So right, right. Oh, that opening sequence. Yeah. It's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. So, what else happened in the in in the dumpster fire that was this year, John? Oh. I mean, you and I both bought houses. Yeah, we bought houses. That turns out that's a nightmare. Oh boy, what 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 was the first thing that went wrong in your house? Well, so I we we knew going in that the dishwasher was broken. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize it was because at, there'd been a previous rodent infestation, and they had chewed through all the wires, uh, shorting out the dishwasher, and then realized that the garbage disposal. While it still worked, it was still on a live wire. Like the copper was exposed. Oh, that's that's, whew, that's a good one to find. So I I learned how to uh, install a dishwasher and rewire a garbage disposal. That's uh, good. So good I know skill how to, to have. Yeah, I I'm getting good at uh, electric, uh, doing electric work. Um, yeah, my first uh, my first real home ownership moment was uh, July first, which was my birthday. Um, and my, my wife, happy and birthday, my... by the way, man, come on, yes. good, you, you good. too as well, John, yours was, uh, what, two days, three days ago, something like that. Something I mean, like, like that. Hey, we made it all the way around the sun again. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, <laughs> it was close this year. Um, but yeah, my, my first moment was on, on my birthday, my, uh, mother and my wife, uh, went to see Paul Simon at the Forest Hills stadium. And I was at home by my lonesome. And it was a, a sudden torrential downpour outside. And I'm sitting here going like, 
oh man, my wife is going to come home wet and sad. And all of a sudden I hear some noise coming from the back room in my basement because I was uh, on my computer, which is in the basement in the front half, which is finished. And I go in the back room and there was just water gushing into my house from like three different spots. Um, turns out I needed to redo my foundation and fix my door because there was no drainage in my yard. So it was all coming through cracks in the masonry from my old deck. So I had to like demolish my entire backyard and redo it in the, over the past couple of months. It yeah. finally got finished. It looks nice. It, it was like a very large chunk of my take home pay. You know, it, I think it would be like a better, like if we had named the podcast fantastic neighborhood and we literally talked about like, Kind of like this old house. Yeah. Uh, who's Bob Vila? You're Bob Vila. I'm Bob Vila. Let's, I'm Al Borland. Oh, yeah. Seriously, like, how come nobody talks about home improvement? I mean, like, what happened? Home improvement, uh, the, the same thing happened to home improvement that happened to food, um, which was like this Guy Fieri version of home improvement. Like, like... The Food Network got ruined by Guy Fieri, and now the Food Network, which used to no, show No, I mean, recipes... literally what happened to, like, the fucking Tim Allen show, Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he went on his book writing career. Um, no, but, like, yeah, like, Food Network got ruined by Guy Fieri, and now it's, like, literally just reality shows. Um, and now all the Home Improvement channels became, like, you know, uh, flip this house and, Dude, you know... I, my realtor had a... She had a, uh, a, a HG, show? HGTV yeah. show. Like, she did two seasons of an HGTV show. There she also was on The Apprentice. Oh, boy. She won The Apprentice. Goo! <laughs> and she decided to stay in the real estate game. She went on to work for the Donald for a couple... I mean, President-elect Donald Trump for a couple years. And, Pre- uh, President-elect the Donald. <laughs> she was a great realtor, though. So if okay. anybody out there is looking for a realtor in the Seattle area, I would recommend her highly. Just hit me up on Twitter, slide to my DMs. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that there were some uh, some good people on that show. I, I, I have to imagine some of the people who produced that show and filmed that show were just fine well, working Joes. After we go- like, so after we started working with her, I Googled her, looked her Wikipedia page, and I was like, oh, we got to fire this lady. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. And then we didn't because like every like everything else like she was doing was great. We ended up winning. Uh, we the, we ended up like walking away from this house because of like the inspection went poorly. But we ended up winning a house by one hundred dollars. Did she? Uh, did she walk into those negotiations and like immediately was like, "I was on The Apprentice." Well, so I think so. Here's the thing: is like Seattle this mar- housing market is probably similar to New York in that like things go for over list price. Um, yeah. So, which is not, like, a normal thing the, in mo- most places, but, like, uh, so, and sometimes people undervalue their houses in to get these offers or whatever. So, anyway, like, you know, people will set, you set an escalation price, like, well, I want to buy this house for $300,000, but I will pay up to $350,000 incrementing in, you know, five grand a piece or whatever right it's like like, a very old-fashioned version of ebay yeah so so we got into that thing but she made our increment uh twenty six hundred dollars instead of twenty five hundred dollars and so we won the house by one hundred dollars which is exactly what you do in ebay (laughs) right i will pay 50 and one penny right and like i guess like not a lot of people do this but anyway enough about our uh house buying gosh 
I mean, I don't know, man. The house buying sort of took up most of my uh, my life this year. Yeah, it's it funny. A, you know, it's a big part of my life. Looking back on 2016, man, uh, I'm not going to like. Even though I bought a house because it took so much of my time and because the rest of the year was such a goddamn Greek tragedy, that uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to feel accomplished looking back at this year. I'm going to look back at this year. I'll remember it, but I'm not going to be like, man, I got a lot. I I bought a house. I I I kept my job. I you know, my marriage is is going on. It's like fifth year. <laughs> you know, like. I've entered. I, me and Delilah had our fiftieth anniversary. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to look at it like that. I'm going to look at it like, yeah. I mean, that was that was a year. Well, here's the thing: like in this shit show of a year, where like, I mean, like we're talking about Trump being elected and and a bunch of celebrities dying. But, oh, like, did that happen this year? But in this shit show of a fucking year, here, like, you know, when it's it's interesting because like I'm having like this in the same time as the election it's like right after i move into my house and i'm like it's like ah, i feel mm, yeah like it was like when i started at microsoft they had uh they had layoffs the week i was hired and my my old manager sent out an email that week like hey here here's our new employee Stop, swing by his his area uh i put donuts out just you know swing by and say hi so i got these people swinging by and saying like yep uh, I'm leaving on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> always, always a good thing. Yeah, dude. Uh, God, I don't even want to talk about work. Work is weird. Um, I got a promotion this year. That felt great. That's very good. I got more responsibility this year. Oh yeah, dude. They gave me more responsibility. I thought it was just going to be more money. Uh, and then they were like, oh, we need you to do this, this, and this. I'm like, what? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about We'll talk about work off air. I feel like that's a that's a bridge Bernie thing. You still I'm work careful. at you still work at KB. I still work at the same place. It's, uh, I'm going on seven years now. That's fucking l- hilarious. You got not me- only is it the longest place I've ever worked. It's like the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, you you got me a job there. I did. I got a lot of people jobs there. The places, dude. I've never like so. I've never really kept a job for this long. So this is a new thing to me. Nobody and I don't know do- if it's, nobody does in New York. Well, I don't. And I know, and I don't know if this is a, uh, if this is just, I'm noticing it because it's how it is and I just don't know it otherwise, but like the place has fundamentally changed so much, so many times that like, not only does it not feel like the same place it was when I got hired, it doesn't feel like the same place it was like a year and a half ago. You know what I mean? Like it's, it shed its skin so many times that it just feels like a different place every couple of years. And I'm sort of like, I'm the old guard relic that's still there. Like the elder statesman that just doesn't leave. Like I'm the Mitch McConnell of, of where I work, you know, like that's people come funny. up to me and they're like, can you do this? I'm like, no, no one will do that ever. Not while at I'm some, here. <laughs> at some point they're like, ah, oh, Fred, you're the only guy that knows the HR policies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to see a rainbow in 2016. I I think I like wanted to leave that place after the, uh, a a certain, there was a, a BMW TV commercial that we produced. I was like, they use jet for the fucking song. Like I'm, I'm out of here. This place is creatively (laughs) bankrupt. Yeah, dude. You remember the, the, the Australian rock band jet with their hit signal. (laughs) Are you going to be my girl? Does anybody remember remember that? that was in the, that was in a commercial for the BMW three series. I remember. I remember. I them. was like, "Fuck this!" 
Yes, John, you could uh, you, when you write your memoirs. Obviously, left because a, of Jet. I was such a fucking child. Oh, oh you were such God. a prima donna. It's amazing. Like, I'm glad that you see that level of entitlement now because it was it was pretty strong. Oh my God! I think like in my last couple of weeks, I refused to do a bunch of wire. For- oh man. <laughs> The the shit that you openly said during some meetings that we were in always like made me chuckle. Um, but like I the places, still, still do that. Yeah, all right. I mean, the places, like I said, like like I don't even think your discipline exists there anymore. Oof. You know what I mean? Like you don't like. Well, it's like that, a proto. Stuff you did. I'm like a proto millennial. You know. Yeah, pretty much. You're you're sort of the archetypal millennial. You, you, gotta, you created the. You you created that mold. I need constant affirmation. I'm not being sarcastic at this point. I no, need, no, I know. I, mean, I need to be constantly to be told I'm doing a good job. <laughs> well, isn't that isn't that the uh, th- that's not even a millennial thing? I think that's every generation. They just have different ways of expressing it. Yeah. You know, like because like back in the day, it was you know you that was expressed through paycheck. Mm. Yeah, or, like, or with even your, keeping with, your job with your high school education uh, back in the day when you could buy a house and a car and all that stuff. Working at the gas station, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know. You know, I look back at that and realize, like, hey, I would gladly fill up gas tanks at the Sunoco for eight hours a day if I could live as comfortably as people back then did. I have a, I have a good friend who he tells he's a developer at Microsoft, and he tells me like best job he ever had was was pumping gas in Jersey. I believe it. So um, we've been very negative. We have. Very negative. Although in the light of what the year has been, I think it's actually not that bad. But it's been like a banger of a year for like music and video games and movies. Like there's been like a lot of good art. And I think like, I mean, you know, doesn't art usually get bad as times get bleak? I I know there's a ton of like uh, punk rock that shit on George Bush that I like. So yeah, no, I was actually thinking that too. Like I think punk is coming back in a big way over the next however many years. And it's not just coming back; it's like bleeding into like everything. It'll just yeah, no, be like... we're we're going to become a very subversive culture. I think you know the internet alone. For I the, mean, I'm I'm for waiting the next for the couple day. years until until uh, Emperor Trump really cracks down. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, even Hitler was the chancellor first. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I think uh, you know, like it's weird. Like we're living, we're living in some sort of crazy sci-fi future. Um, I'm waiting for like the the anonymous hacking event or whatever happens that's going to push Trump over the edge. Like the the dude's entire life and career is tied to a Twitter account that you know is only one step verification. You know, <laughs> Trump, you know Trump didn't turn on two step. You know Trump probably his password is like a combination of birth dates. Like you know, it has to be like it's gonna happen. It's his password is just Ivanka is hot. Yeah, right. His password is Donald. You know, like, <laughs> um, and he's gonna inherit the the white. And it's so weird because he's gonna inherit the White House Twitter. But like, so Twitter is. I mean, that's a private company. He's using a private service. He's favoring a specific form of online messaging. I mean, I think that shit's okay. Like, I just. It, um what do you call it it's after the inauguration like um uh freedom of information act that like applies like everything has to be archived right so he can't delete tweets and all that not that he does no uh, it should be interesting so anyway anyway anyways john i have another list listicle i'd like to hear your list john because i didn't really prepare anything except rants for today so here's my uh my li- top three games uh of 20 um 
you notice all my lists have a different number. Mm-hmm. But my top three lists of games I did not play. Oh, I always love these. So, uh, number three is Frog Factions 2. Uh, yeah, you know, I was just reading about that. So, that did... dropped um, when we're recording this, like, very recently. Um, I'm, I backed that game on Kickstarter, so I uh, uh, am in it at some point. Yeah, I mean, in in the credits or fundamentally like part of the gameplay. I paid one hundred dollars and I am in that game somewhere. I had to send okay. him a picture. Oh, that's good. So that's I wonder, number. I wonder what math problem unlocks John Anderson. So that's number three. Uh, I will play that before my Christmas break is over. Uh, number two is Last Guardian. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that today as well. I I don't even remember it. Like, it came out, right? Like, when did yeah. that happen? It was, it was a few weeks ago. It happened, like, first or second week of December. Okay. I, I mean, I have to play it. I'm I'm obligated to play that game now. I got, I've, I've made I got a oath. copy for my birthday, so I'm going to right. uh, play it. Um, Tyler Shreese made it his number seven, but the he was very passionate about it. Uh, okay. And then uh, number one is Hidden My Game by Mom. I don't even know what this is. You don't know what Hidden My Game by Mom? No. So it's like I've a, not kept up this year, dude. So Hidden My Game by Mom is a Frog Fractions esque uh, game, I guess. Uh, but uh, Hidden My Game by Mom is uh, I haven't played it, but I guess you play as a little boy who whose mom has hidden his his nintendo ds it's an ios game by the way okay hey you remember indie games sean yeah so uh oh, dude this is a banger year for for indie games oh, but um so like i guess the premise of the game is it's like not um made by like english speaker i don't know man all right looks... well now now you've stoked my interest steam i imagine uh I think iTunes and Google Play. Oh, that's right. It's a, it's a, okay. It's a mobile yeah. game. Yeah. So, but like, we're, we, you want to talk about indies, man. Let's, let's talk about indies. Firewatch, Oxenfree, Hyperlight Drifter, The Witness, Frog Fractions 2, um, Inside, Super Hot, Super Hot. Oh, that was this year. Oh, Super Hot was so good. Not to mention Super Hot VR, like, not to mention like all billion fucking games on vr uh mm-hmm. which is crazy because the two best things that have come out on vr are both either made or owned by google um but yeah man like there's some shit there's some shit out there this year yeah i mean was was this year supposed to be the year of vr was that like a thing did uh, i hear that somewhere like it is uh, like i mean i i mean it exists i don't i don't I see that like it, it took off this year yet. I, I don't. I think this is the year we'll go back and we'll think about it as like, ah, okay. Well, it came out for sure. No, oh, it uh, definitely was there. I mean, Google mailed me a Daydream headset. They were just like, here you go. I the, like, I didn't know I got it. The sweatpants one. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's. I think it's like have having you know fucked around with it quite a bit. Like I'm like, wow, I believe in this shit. Uh, it is. It is pretty impressive. Um, I think it like, has a there is a time and there is a place for for that experience. 
Um, I don't think that VR is going to take off. Like, they keep treating it like it's like, this is the next generation of video game. And I don't think it ever will be. I think it'll morph into something else and, and people will appreciate it differently. Well, I think the end point is like, so, I mean, like, whatever, I'm biased and I also have one, but like, right. I think HoloLens is incredibly impressive. And I think like, no matter what company you are, like the end goal is to have something that's not tethered that, uh, you know, something that's more mixed reality where it's like both AR and VR, um, yeah, like a like a Black Mirror episode, basically. Sure, but like I I just think it's it's really it's it's a really interesting medium, and I don't obviously like it's not in the place where it's a mainstream thing yet, and nor should like computing power is just not there yet, right? Like, right. L- let's say if you like to have a good experience, you have to at least have a nine seventy, and you at least mm-hmm. have to have a gaming PC or a PS four. That's just not there yet, right? To get a full six degrees of freedom oh my god it's d um oh my wife is ruining my podcast say hello wife yeah hello wife hey d um but to have like a six degrees of freedom like sort of tracking experience like you know you're not going to get that out of the the google cardboard type of shit right like you can look around in 3d but like to have the depth and everything like you're still looking out of like you know eight to eight to two thousand dollars or whatever so well, like, I mean, and it's weird because this is also the year that um, Spectacles came out. I don't the, even uh, know. What, I don't even fucking know what they do. The the Snapchat Spectacles, which yeah, look do, like they're out of a fucking Devo video. What do they do? I mean, do? like, <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but, like, I feel like it's all connected. Like, like we're living in a very strange future. They just record shit? Like, is that it? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's Google Glass all over again. Remember Google Glass? Google Glass. Google Glass. Um, remember the Goo Goo Dolls, that band from that time? Johnny Resnick? (laughs) Oh, God, you remember her name. Um, Dude, I'm going to put this out there. Fucking Goo Goo Dolls has some bangers. I can think of worse bands. I've listened to worse bands. (laughs) I've actively, I actively listened to worse bands. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, oh man, you know, and, and. Trying to, trying to be positive now. Uh, 2016, like. It's hard to remember all the good stuff that came out this year, but some of the the television movies and music we got this year were were so good. Um, you know, looking was back Stran- at Stranger Things was this year. Stranger Things was this year. Stranger, Stranger Things, Things is the best series of television ever made. It's really good, and um, there's a. Uh, I started reading a comic book that really resonates with me for the same reason that Stranger Things resonated with me. It's called The uh, Paper Girls. Really good. Um, but like, yeah, so we got that, we got Luke Cage, um, which, uh, mixed, but still on the positive side, I think. Um, we got I've the... so off on all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, dude. I know. Um, we got the new, uh, the new season of Black Mirror, which, uh, once again was mixed, but the episodes that were good were amazing and really illustrated, you know, the point they tried to illustrate, um, I mean, you know, movies, uh, we had uh, fucking Rogue One, which I think is my favorite Star Wars movie that's not in the first trilogy. I mean, that's, like, not a hard thing to say, though. I know, I know. At this point, you're like, oh, I like it better than The Force Awakens. I know, but it's it's it's. Very I think I good. like it better than Jedi. I think I might as well. I think it's, it's, I think it's 
somewhere a, up there. Dude, it's a war movie. It's crazy. Um, it's so crazy. Yeah, and like they don't like. I like that. Unlike the uh, the first or the well, the prequel trilogy, like where like they were really trying to show off their cool computers and and do all this like over the top action sequences that could never actually happen. Um, this was a little bit more, you know, <laughs> spaceships crashing. Like other than the the guy, uh, the the blind, you know, the blind samurai guy mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I don't know any of their names. Uh, you know, it was pretty grounded for a Star Wars movie. It was mostly regular people shooting each other and dying, and then things crashing. Also, Adats. And, the and the ar- single best part of Star Wars and arbitrary appearances by by spoiler warning Darth Vader yeah oh yeah um although that scene at the uh oh, I'm not gonna say anymore the scene with the thing was really good mm-hmm um oh man I really did like that movie though um I feel like there were other things that came out this year too but like Stranger Things maybe forget all of them Arrival I didn't see Arrival yet but I plan on it you I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that we're going to look back and f- I'm going to find things I didn't see this year that I'll eventually see when they're on, like, TBS or something <laughs> later on and, like, be like, oh, that was really good. Well, for me, this is the year that, like, all of the streaming services all become shit. Like, there's never – well, so they're they're good for their original content, but you can never find, like, like oh, I want to go watch this movie that I watched on Netflix eight times. Oh, it's not there. Oh, it's not on oh, Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not on Amazon anymore. Like, uh, well, this is also the year where they become so fragmented that, like, it's like, okay, well, now I have to subscribe to all of these things forever, and well, I can't Am- cut my cord Amazon anymore. now, like, they're, they have, like, YouTube content on there. Right. Uh, it's just garbage. And they're, like, showing other streaming services on the, like, like you can watch HBO Go through Amazon Prime now. Oh, yeah, they're, like, like pay $6 extra and get the PBS subscription to watch Daniel Tiger. I'm like, fuck off with that. (laughs) Every time I run into that roadblock, I'm like, VPN activate, torrent, boom. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can't, dude, like, how is Sesame Street an HBO show? Did that, that happen this year? Doesn't my public broadcasting money go towards that? Isn't that, isn't that tax subsidized? Well, so Sesame Street is owned by a separate company. Oh, that's true. Yep. So I guess it's just the rest of the PBS broadcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, God, everything is awful. Well, anyway, uh, Fred, I think we should probably wrap up this segment where we're like super negative and like segue. <laughs> you mean 2016? Seg- yeah, we'll segue into a segment where we're like super positive. Hey, all right. That we'll hopefully record in the next, I don't know, in the next several days or so. Yeah, I'm down for it. Great. Want to so bring we'll, some friends on? Yeah. So we'll we'll see everybody. For you, it would probably just be like a 30-second musical interlude. You don't want to give it like a doodly-doo? Doodly-doo. Doodly-doo. Oh, throwbacks. Oh, that's Welcome to another guest top ten. This is a very special episode as well because this is also going to go somewhere else. The fantastic neighborhood. 
So you're always I'm, in the fantastic neighborhood. Yeah, it's true. We we all live in the fantastic neighborhood. Uh, I'm Alex O'Neill, who will be your your MC uh, for this very special guest top ten slash official top ten. <laughs> and uh, joining me is Fred Earhart and John Anderson. Yay! Dem boys, the fantastic neighborhood itself. Oh, welcome oh, gee, to our show, Alex. Welcome. It's good <laughs> to have you on. Welcome to my show. Oh, oh, this <laughs> is great. It's good to have you guys on. So you might also, uh, for listeners, ah, fuck, man, this is confusing. I'm like a, a little inception. <laughs> uh, Alex is also the co-host of the Bro C, um, our bro our host, show. Yeah, our bro hosted <laughs> OC rewatch podcast. So if you want to get your fill of us. Oh, and Jesus. really horribly inappropriate jokes. Uh, th- th- yeah, just really some bad stuff uh, as it relates to teenagers and their drama. Um, check us out at thebro-c.com. Or you could actually just listen to Tyler Teresa's top 10 video games of all time podcast, which is in itself an episode of the Bro C. I should probably put that out on the Bro C feed. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, there might have been a time in my life where I felt jealous of you guys having so many podcasts together and being all besties, but in this case, I think I'll make an exception. <laughs> you know, we hear that from a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Most... what? you guys do you in this case. You do you. We took a joke way too far. Most of them have not actually watched The OC, though, and they just don't know what they're missing. It's a great show. I just can't say enough nice I'm... things about it. After this, I'm going to go sit down and watch watch some episodes of the OC, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm after this, I'm going to go sit down and edit an episode of the Bro C. So, yeah, what goes around comes around. The Bro C, <laughs> brought to you by the Bro C. Uh, but we're not talking about uh, the Bro C. Well, maybe a little bit, but uh, outside of that, um, let's let's get right into the video games. 2016 video games. I thought it was a pretty good year for video games. It was a pretty old year for video games. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a weird year. I think yeah, uh, and and I, I'll get into that when we go into our list. But I think overall, yeah, it was a it was a net positive. Yeah, there were a lot of different video games this year, uh, which I thought was cool. Versus last year, which was all all open world games. It was just literally only open world games. Even the linear games were open world games. You just right. didn't realize it. I can't even remember 2015, man. What the shit even... What was that even about? Remember Metal Gear Solid 5? Oh, uh, sorry. I don't call it that. Uh, the Phantom Pain? Yeah, Phantom Pain was my favorite... <laughs> uh, did I say it was my favorite game of 2015, right? I did, and I'd only played like 10 hours, I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you might have had it up there. It's, anyway, that that was that brings me. I mean, that's the best game I played in 2016 was the Phantom Pain. Like that, that is a fucking hell of a game. It's oh a really good gosh. game. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I liked being there in text form across your journey, dude, through the Phantom Pain or through my like the entire Metal Gear saga. Like, yeah, man, this has been a this been an interesting couple of years that wrapped up. Oh man, that's such a good game. Oh, it has one of the best endings. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love that game so much. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's 2016, 2015 <laughs> game of the year. Oh man, that might be game of the year for like every year going forward. <laughs> it's, it's so a, good. It's, it's, so it's good. a really, it's a really it's good, so good video. Good. Game. I can't even. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, is there any other honorable mentions people want to throw out there? Now that we have the uh, the forum is open, Fred. God, I 
I don't know. I, I so it's weird. My my top ten list. Uh, a lot of it is games that I'm gonna hate fuck into the top ten. Like <laughs> oh yeah, dude, like, for real. <laughs> I don't even like some of these games, but I think they deserve mention um, because 2016 was weird. There's like but, a uh, lot of bad games. I, I know I say I like I like these games, but I know they're bad. Like that's kind of been a situation with me. Um, I'm I'm kind of the opposite side. There's a lot of games on here that I know are good, but I hate that I know they're good, or there's something about them that really drives me insane. Like like whereas in other years, especially when we used to do game club and all that, John, like we would have. We we couldn't even pick what our top ten was, which is why we often wound up with like your top, you know, fifteen and a quarter. Yeah. Um, but but this year, like my top ten list is just me, just oh this fucking game. It's it's number seven because fuck it. <laughs> like it sounds like you play a lot of great video games. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, so I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I just want to, I'll throw out there. Sure. Um, so first of all is uh, a bad game. Uh, called Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Uh, it recently got it got bumped from my top ten r- yesterday or the day before. Um, that's a bad game that I still kind of like because I have this weird attachment to the original Mirror's Edge, and it's beautiful. And some of it feels good, but too much of it falls flat. So that is my one of my runners up. Uh, Mega Man Two um, is getting an honorable mention. <laughs> I played a shitload of that. Uh, over 1987 Christmas. classic. Yeah, I played a crapload of that on uh, NES Classic that I got from my brother-in-law for 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 Christmas. And then um, Titanfall Two gets an honorable mention. I didn't get around to finishing the campaign. I, I feel bad. Like I actually feel bad about uh, that. That's weird. That, that is a very good video game, in my humble opinion. Just gonna throw it out there. If you get the chance, you should. I am should going jump. to. <laughs> I'm still like working on my notes here. Yeah. What is your okay. uh, John? What is your ratio of games that you start versus games that you actually finish at this point? I don't know. I think I finished most most of them. I'm gonna finish Titanfall two. Uh, I brought it to Jersey with me. Then uh, um, one of the my my number nine game kind of ended up sucking me in uh, pretty hard. Yeah, it did. Also my number yeah. Also my number <laughs> three game, which I only played because it was yeah. Anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. I ended up okay. not having time for Titanfall. If that's it for honorable mentions, we can get right to the list. Well, I also uh, have one of my superlative lists, uh, young Alex O'Neill. Oh, my bad. I oh. forgot about the superlative list. So these are the top five games uh, I did not play but wanted to. I, okay. This is a thing I do every year, right? So uh, number five would be Dishonored 2. I like Dishonored a lot. Uh, I'll get around to playing this eventually. Okay. Uh Call of Duty, number four. I heard it's done some good things in the campaign this year. I'm going to end up playing that when it's, like, super cheap. Oh, God, I love that you can say, this year it does some good things in the campaign. <laughs> yeah. This visit to the Call of Duty ethos this, is... This is quarter. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know... Um, those, like, those game games are just dropping in price like they never have before. It's crazy. Physical uh, games are all over the place, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three is The Last Guardian. I'm gonna play that. Let's get real. Oh, that's, I got that's on my list somewhere too. I got it for my birthday. I to get. I th- having started that game, I think that will probably be a game that you end up liking. Yeah, I like. I mean, I love uh, uh, Shadow. So yeah. Um, and then uh, number two, Hidden My Game by Mom, uh, the iOS game where you play as the little boy whose mom hid his Nintendo DS. Uh, so I'm gonna play that on the airplane tomorrow. Have you guys heard of this? It's like some weird... I've not heard of this. It's like a weird uh, kind of 
it's a weird ass game like an art game it's like in broken english it's supposed to be really good uh and number one frog factions too yeah yeah i'm gonna play that i want to experience that at some point i just want to see where i am in it because i backed it at a level to which i am i am in that game at some point he emailed me he emailed me for a picture uh over the summer so have they released like a um a standalone of that game yet or do you still have to like download that other game and like yeah i think it's in it's in the other game i think i I hopefully it stays that way yeah i kind of like that as much as I would like to just get to Frog Fractions 2, I like that I have to work a little bit yeah. to get to it. Yeah, for sure. It's part It's part of the, the beauty of that. Just like in the original Frog Fractions, you have to work a little bit to get to it. Um, all right, do you have any superlative lists, Fred, that you want to really just throw out there? No, I, I didn't give this as much attention as John did. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's totally valid. Yeah. The, the uh, most uh, my award for the most last guardian goes to uh, Overwatch. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The most last guardian is Overwatch. All right. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it. Number ten, Fred. All right, so my number ten this year was um you know, I'm not normally huge on procedural uh, procedurally generated games, but I kind of fell in love with Enter the Gungeon. Okay, um, it is frustratingly hard. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just terrible at it, but I think it's probably the earlier option. Um but like I like I like the the art style of it. The gameplay is solid. The the uh variety within the game is pretty good. It, ca- it it it's very rare that a game like that keeps my attention past like the first 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um but I found myself going back as the you know that became my filler game for a lot of the year when I was uh waiting for a download or an update. Yeah. I um, I fell into the same rabbit hole as well. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, uh, as far as those type of games go, I liked it better than, like, Binding of Isaac, for instance, or something like that. Even though they're conceptually similar, I think, like, just, like, the mindlessness of it. It's I a really it's liked. a roguelike alike. Yeah, it's like a roguelike, but not quite like it. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a 26 shooter as well. It kind of uh, goes rogue. It <laughs> It has an aesthetic to it that I think is really good. Yeah, it feels more like like a Smash TV twin stick shooter than it does a roguelike. Do you guys see Rogue yeah. One? I yeah. did see Rogue One. Man, the that part where the, the part where like the dude actually says Rogue One, they like really get you. They're like <laughs> it's like it takes him like three fucking minutes to get the words out. Rogue <laughs> dot 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 one blast off. <laughs> it would have been uh that would have been a good moment in that movie if if he said that and then the opening crawl actually happened right there <laughs> oh my god the big ensemble like, hit. like dude like an hour and 20 minutes in yeah you know you guys know how much of a sucker i am for a uh, fucking late title card like oh, god. Two, my two favorite trends in video games forever late title card and reversible box art i mean come on those are my yeah, favorite yeah. things <laughs> uh, reversible box art less so but late title cards man that mass effect 2 title card oh Oh, still I was my thinking, absolute favorite. I was thinking more like Asura's Wrath, where there were 15 title cards. Oh, yeah. God. Asura's, oh, I take it back. Asura's Wrath is my, my <laughs> Sur- fucking Sur- number. Asura's Wrath is the best game ever made, <laughs> it's, ever. It's the best game of 2016. <laughs> yeah. uh, Enter the Gungeon is really good, and I wish I liked it more. Uh, did you ever play Nuclear Throne at all, Fred? No, I haven't played that. Uh, it's kind of... It's a you know, similar roguelike twin-stick shooter concept, but... It's a lot more fast paced, so I think even even more so that pick up and play style it, it lends right. itself to that. That might be worth checking out. Um, number ten, John. 
The Witness by Mr. Jonathan Blow is my number 10 game of the year. I feel uh, like this would have been higher for you. Uh, it would have been probably higher if I like had spent more time with it, like I had finished it. My wife and I played probably, I don't even know, 10, 12 hours. It's hard to even say because like, like, how time worked. And, you know, we ended up not going back to it. And it's like I, the idea of going back to it now is so incredibly intimidating. It's terrifying, like, right? But the time we ha- we spent with it, like I played a shitload of games this year, so it, it, even making it in the list is 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 pretty good. Um, I uh, I don't know. I like I'm satisfied with the time I spent with it, but like part of me wants to see what's what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but I I have the feeling at this point that I never will. I only picked up like one audio log. I was like, "This is pretentious." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shocker. Uh, God, did you I, see the first like video thing in that game? I never got to a video thing. Is oh, oh my god, there's FMV in that game. Oh fuck. Okay, I have to go back. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find like this like like this underground theater. Oh no, plays... I think I knew that because there's like there's like actors, actors in the credits. Yeah, yeah, they're actors in the credits. And it plays the, these videos of like these philosophical conversation. Oh my god, you would love it. It's, oh. I feel like <laughs> um in that game it's pronounced theater. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Accurate. Uh Man, I just it was such a haunting like cool experience and like to do the puzzles with my wife and like we're taking pictures and sketching things and like it was it was just a, it was a really great uh, co-op experience. Did you have, um, like, a favorite mechanic of the puzzles in that game? Uh, I like drawing the lines from... No. <laughs> okay. All right. Cute. Um, I don't know, because, like, the actual solving the puzzles... I, I think in the, the, the root... Um, the sort of building where uh, the multi... Like, you have to look at things through a, a, a certain filtered uh, The greenhouse? Glass. Yeah, I thought that was fun and, like, not too difficult. It was, like, nice and clever. Um... I think the first time you really, I think the first time you do something in the, like, oh man, I, I feel like I remember like sort of uh, the pagoda, the sort of like temple area that's yeah, like, uh, when you're like kind of doing things that aren't because it's not in like one of the boards at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's stuff in in and out all over the world that that does that. Um, yeah, my, I, my, I really, really like cool. I really like the castle where you're like going through the hedge mages and you have to listen to your footprints uh, and where you don't hear or where you hear footprints or where you don't hear footprints is th- where you then go to the panel and draw the line. Oh, that's um, how you did that. I was not understanding that. Yeah, uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, there's cool stuff in that game, but yeah, I it, there's FMB, so you should probably go back. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> number nine, Fred. Um, okay, so this is the first of my hate fuck entries. Okay, um, this Classic this friend. game, and 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 truth be told, this is a game I did not buy a full copy of uh, after it was out uh, publicly, and it's Overwatch. Okay. Um, I stopped playing Overwatch during the beta, so I'm ju- I'm I'm basing all of my review on what I played and what happened after. Okay, and here's the reason Overwatch I think is is not only meriting a spot on my my list but important like it's a perfectly fine competent role role based shooter like i don't think it's really that team fortress you know, 3 right yeah it's I, team I fortress 3 that's really what it is cast. um and it's it's a fine game for people who like that stuff but never in my life have i witnessed a game 
have this much fucking cosplay before it's been released to the public. It's like Blizzard must have released goddamn blueprints or something like that. I, I, I don't like this game. When it was announced, I think it basically already had a fan following. Of, uh, like I've never seen loyalists of this level. Like Trump supporters aren't this big into their guy. You know, like it, it, it just they were just instantly Overwatch people, and it was an instant hit before it was released, and it's still going strong, even though like I don't know, I, it's the type of game that I feel like should be free. Um, you know, I, or, or, you know, free to play model rather, but like, I, I, cause I cannot justify spending dollars on that game, but it, it just, uh, just for what it accomplished. And, and I don't know, it's just a marketing triumph. Like every video game should look at how they marketed that and go like, yeah, we can sell our game that way. Especially Battleborn. Oh, <laughs> yeah, remember Battleborn? You can buy a copy of Battleborn now for like five dollars, but I'm not even sure it's worth that because I don't even know if the servers are up anymore. <laughs> it only took nine or what? Nine, nine months, seven months. Oh, oh boy, poor Battleborn. I, I, you know Fuck I'm Pitchford. sure he seems like a real douche. I have this feeling Battleborn might actually have been a decent MOBA, but uh, it just could not compete with Overwatch. There's no way. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, that's. What you're speaking to, that is the the power of the blizzard. Yeah, no, the I typhoon mean... typhoon of the blizzard. They they are... Uh, th- th- there should be some antitrust laws. I mean, like, it's it's actually kind of scary that they, they're able to do that with every title that they put out like there. They're a force of nature in video games, and it is legitimately terrifying. Yeah. Um, what about you, John, number nine? Uh, number nine... Number nine is quite a doozy, Alex. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine is Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> I, I, I believe it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, I believe it's pronounced versus thirteen. This is this is my fuckboy game of the year. Um, this game is. I have played it for forty hours. I can. Go to the end. I can go to the last chapter right now if I wanted, but I'm doing some stuff because I, as as we figured out uh, a couple days ago, I didn't realize there was a leveling up mechanic. Uh, I missed an entire menu entry uh, of putting uh, attribute points into attributes. I am bad at video games. <laughs> and like the, uh, it's funny. I was I talked about this on IP because on the most recent episode because I thought it was hilarious. Um, and the Scott brought up the, the very true point that you had like some 800 and some odd AP when you finally discovered there was a place where you could spend it. And like, he was like, yeah, that's not even counting the AP he would have gotten if he had gotten the techniques that allow you to get more AP. Yeah. Don't even, don't remind me. Um, (laughs) so that said, instead of talking about the things I like about this game, I've got a long list. I had a top ten of uh, things that bother me about this game. Um, no, uh, it. Th- so I just have like eighteen number ones because I just had trouble making the list. Uh, so number ten. Okay. Uh, in order to order- understand the story, you need to watch an anime. Number nine, you need to watch that anime after you watch a movie. Um, Number eight, there are no steps in the sand. If you're walking on the beach, like, no fucking steps up here, man. Like, that's PS2 level shit. Well, John, uh, that's because when you were walking through the beach. That's because that was when Jesus yourself. carried you. Gladio uh, was carrying you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, quote, fast travel is not fast. 
Uh, number six, the loading times are atrocious. Uh, number five, characters who are not those four cute boys uh, are just not very good characters. Uh, number four, poor Cindy. Seems like it would be hard to work on cars dressed like that. Um, number three, uh, pacing is it's weird at times. It feels like it, there there's like pieces, whole pieces of that game missing. Uh, number two, the dungeon design is not great. Uh, number one. Um, if I'm really, like, trying to save the world or whatever, man, like, do I really have time to go fishing? And, and Oh, not... this is coming from a person who has not played enough Final Fantasy games. The fishing yeah. is so bad. Uh, number one, uh, it's a lifeless open world. Uh, number one, uh, I feel like I'm never getting any good weapons or I'm never finding good weapons. I, here's another thing I figured out pretty, uh, late. Uh, apparently, like, you're not really supposed to use those royal arms that much because they take your health away. Uh, yeah. I'm bad at video games. Um, yep. What is, what did I write here? Oh, uh, okay. Number one. Again, this is the third number one worth establishing. I just, I don't even know what it is. This just says anime bullshit. Okay, number one. Uh, so the next number one is uh, the combat feels a lot like the combat from Two Human. Did anybody play Two Human? No. Yeah, the combat's similar. Uh, number one, what the fuck is up with Luna Freya's uh, brother? Like, he's just, like, I don't understand what that guy was doing. And then he's just, whatever. That was weird. Uh, and then number one, the real number one, is there's no PC version. This game looks like ass. Um, I wish it was on PC. <laughs> All right, cool. So that, that said, uh, I feel like like I really, really like it, despite all these flaws. And it feels like the most well realized like Dreamcast game in a lot of ways because of like because of some of those kind of flaws. It's like this is just kind of weird and Sega ish in a lot of places. Um, and that I'm like a real mark for cause I, you know, I love the Sega dreamcast. Oh, you should um, so go back and play some of those old Sega dreamcast, uh, JRPGs and like do a oh, side by side. Cause some of them like are some, really good. Like some Grandia too. Or, uh, uh, skies of Arcadia. Hell Ooh, yeah. I know you love that too. skies of Arcadia. Um, yeah, but I mean like the, a lot of the stuff is just kind of fun I think, like, despite, like, me not really loving the graphics, like, I think it has a really cool style to it. Um, if I could be, like, a little bit more contradictory, um, I don't, I, I don't, it's really hard to pin down why I've put so much time into it, but I've, I've, it's so weird that I've, like, sunk so much time into this game. I like it a lot. How about this? I, I think it was described to me very well. The game is far superior than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. It all comes together. Well, it comes together. I'll, it kind of comes together. The, the, mis- <laughs> the mistakes meet the, the triumphs together is just a great thing total. Mm-hmm. Except for uh, Chapter 13. That was just inexcusably bad. <laughs> the corridors. Oh, that was painful. I feel like, John, you need to go back in time and really play like Final chapter. Fantasy X. But then just play that so you can play Final Fantasy X2. Which was uh, like it was by all metrics, it was terrible, but it's it's hitting the same notes that you're saying right now. Oh man, um, that reminds but, me of another game I meant to play this year that I didn't. Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE. I have that in the shrink wrap, and I'm looking at it right now. God, I wish I played that this year. Me too, but dude. I think I, I think X2 is right up your alley because you uh, instead of playing a boy band, you play like a, 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 a idol pop 
band. Yeah, that's why I want to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah. That's true. You get a little bit of both in that game. Um, all right. Well, I guess also games that we hate, Fred, number eight. Um, I don't hate so, it. <laughs> I really like it. It's my number yeah. nine. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to lump eight and seven together because it's a, it's a very important milestone in my life. Um, so you, you may or may not know this about me. I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly competitive gamer. And before I was like big into video games, I mean, I've always played video games, but before I was big into them, um, I played a lot of magic still do. And, you know, I play a number of card games and most of them I play because I, I really enjoy the sense of competition and like having like, oh, I achieved this rank. I'm this rank in the world at this game or something like that. Um, this was the year that Fred succumbed to MOBAs. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Did you? oh yeah. <laughs> um, but in my, in my typical fashion, I couldn't just play League of Legends or Dota because those are too cool. That's that's where all the that's where all the scumbags are hanging out. I can't if, hang out with those if people. If you are about to say Vainglory on this podcast, I'm about to lose my mind. I am about to say Vainglory and Paragon. Oh my god! And Paragon. Yep, both of them. This is the best top ten podcast. So um, what the fuck? I, you I, know, don't, uh, I, I, I think I ostensibly know what Paragon is. What is the other thing you like? You're saying right now? It is a iOS. MOBA. Well, it's a it's a mobile MOBA. It's only okay. for for mobile devices. Because your boy's on Android. I'm oh, on Android. Pardon me. But um, like so, Paragon is a more it, it, you know, MOBAs have the tradition of being a five v five matchup. Paragon is is that. Um, I got into that one because it was free on PSN. Like yeah. it was just there one month. So I was like, all right, I'll get the, I'll get the free Founders pack and play through this because of my PS Plus membership, and I got hooked. Um, and I got pretty decent at it, and then they changed the entire game, like, a month and a half ago. Like, fundamentally, at its core level, they just, like, redesigned the entire game from scratch. And in a lot of ways, it's better. In a lot of ways, it's worse, because it became a little bit too, um... Real. Predictable, I would say. Like, the, the matches sort of follow a formula. I, you know, I... They, they they feel like blackjack a little bit more than anything now, where it's like, you know when you sit down on the blackjack table, you're supposed to play a certain way? Mm-hmm. Um, these, these, there's this expectation that you're going to play that certain way. And the problem I have with that is that it sort of drags out matches. Like you don't really have a lot of, uh, wiggle room to like, I'm going to rush a tower and try to get there. You know, I'm going to surprise them with my off the wall tactic. It's more about, you know, knowing your team, knowing your roles, knowing your lanes, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I bring up Vainglory. I actually really like Vainglory because it's three on three. So it's it's quicker to find a match. The matches don't take, you know, 45 minutes. They take 20. Um, and uh, the, the character variety is a lot more open. Plus, I can, like, play it when I'm, like, waiting for a meeting in the office or something like that. It's it's, uh, it's a quicker time sink. Um, but it's also, like, it just, you know, they really did think about the mechanics of that game on iOS and on mobile and stuff. And it mm-hmm. shows. So uh, hopefully this addiction is not going to spread to other titles. Like I can't ever imagine myself playing an established MOBA like League of Legends because oh, it's like it's too late for someone like me to happens, get into that. What if it happens? I'm gonna be so into it, bro. <laughs> no. What about Heroes of the Storm, man? No, oh, I couldn't do that. Don't even, don't even bring up Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I thought about it, but no, no, um, no. Actually, for what it's worth, most of those games, like the reason I started playing them, is because like the community was small enough that like my competitive streak came in. So I was like, dude, you're I could, a, I you could know be you're someone. A, you're a hipster. I know. Like, like, oh, I can't play like too mainstream of a MOBA. Exactly. 
Um, oh, but like, you know, here's my so like, cold brew coffee and my artisanal fucking baguette. Oh, yeah, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing locally sourced mobas, but uh, <laughs> it's a farm to table moba, is what it is. But uh, no, like you know, this is where my competitive streak comes in, though, because like I've always played Magic, but I recognize that the competition there and just like the size of the the play environment was too great. Like you can, it's it's, it's almost impossible to like become like a top ranked player. But, like, I played a lot of, you know, smaller sort of, like, indie card games back in the day. And, uh, you know, I was good at them. And I was someone within that community. I, I could have been someone. I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad. I, I think that more, more to you than anyone else probably came as a surprise when that really clicked with you. Um, I, like, I really like the nature and the, like, the the grind of playing a MOBA, it's just like the investment in, of time is what always puts me off. Man, I can't believe I don't have, like, I don't even think I have a a phone game that really grabbed me this year. Man. That's, that is surprising. You usually have one on your list, too. Yeah. No Super Mario Run for you? Oh, you, if you listen to our full podcast, that's on my list of greatest disappointments of this year. Okay. So, I, I'm fan. Yeah, I played a lot of I played some some like clicker heroes earlier in the year, but no. Nah. No, nah, it turns out I don't like idle games. <laughs> um but what about number 8? That's a game that you like. So hopefully. number 8 is a game that I like look at this on my list and this is like the fucking picks the cat. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say picks the cat. Here we go. This is the picks the cat of this year. Ah. Like I just I was like up until just a second ago, I'm like, man, I could just like cut this out and put super hot instead, and like, no one will know. But the truth is, I had a great time with my number eight game, Broforce. Okay. Um, my uh, so I went to Maine in October, and it was cold as shit. And I don't know what happened. Like, I went, me and my brother-in-law ended up downloading Broforce and playing it for hours and hours and hours uh, at night. Um, just. Man, that's a fun run and gun, um, arcadey type shooty game. It's so much fun. Use, like use dumb... your words, John. Use your words. Well, it's the it, it's got the you know it's got these dumb uh, the dumb action heroes uh, with you know it'll be like uh, now I'm struggling to like like MacGyver or the Terminator, but they'll like replace it, their names with like Bro, so it'll be like the Brominator or something like that. It's like it's it's pretty it's pretty good. These are all um, names that you've used before the yeah. game came out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's weird that this game this game is 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 punching above its weight on my list. Like it doesn't like I can look at other games I played this year and like that is a better game. Um, but I, I just I had such a great time with it on vacation uh, playing it with my brother in law. So so yeah. that I is mean it. timing timing is is a big part of it. And like the other people that I've done this with that had Broforce on their list, I feel like had similar stories of like. Yeah, I sat down with this person and played Broforce, and we just had a great time with it. Yeah, so. I can't. I like I played it by myself. There's no way it's on my list, right? Like it's just like it would be a okay. Here's a dumb thing I did for a few minutes, but I played hours of hours of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number seven game, which should be higher on my list, it straight up should be, but uh, but it also ended up being one of my biggest disappointments is Doom. Um, really? Yeah. So uh, there's my, a story to this. Yeah, my my save got corrupted. Oh man, and that is just really discouraging. Yeah, it's like it hearing is. someone's cat died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, holy shit, uh, man! It's a really good game, and 
but it's hard to justify like doing the first seven hours again or whatever. Yeah, I mean that, the same thing happened to me with like Dragon Age Inquisition. Although I don't think that is quite as good, a, not nearly as good a game as Doom, but not as not a great game. But I had a similar like save corruption thing, so that would, yeah. Man, that, in, a, in, a, in, in an a RPG, that could be even yeah. like uh, even crazier. It's just over, like yeah. I, you know, I'm so uh, pressed for time that I would. I think I, you know, I would love to get back to Doom eventually because that game is fucking amazing. It's yeah. it's definitely one of the coolest games. It's, it, this was a, a shooter year, man. Yes, such a good year for shooters. Like nobody thought that Doom was gonna come out and be as fucking badass as it is. Yeah. You, you have to look in like the post Carmack sort of id properties as like man wolfenstein was really good Mm -hmm. uh doom is really good like what's coming next i don't think wolfenstein presumably and yeah yeah that that, that quake thing looks it doesn't look like what i want out of this like i want another crazy ass weird single player thing like i you know i want to be surprised by that but like dude doom was fucking legit like that game um, is constantly firing at all cylinders, and yet, and like, is over the top in a way that is just so endearing. In a way, you're like, oh wow, this is like, it feels fucking like genuine. Like they're not trying so goddamn hard. They're just mm-hmm. they are just naturally uh being this badass. Uh, also like that fucking like the music in that game. Oh, it's so cool. It's so that, cool. That double barrel shotgun is all I needed. Yeah. Oh my- it's Weapon so of the good. year, Fred. Did you play? Did you play Doom? Oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah, and so I'm I, like you. My save wasn't corrupted. Uh, yeah. So I imagine it's higher on your list. It might be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gosh, that's. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I know you love that shit. <laughs> I I would say, John, give it some space and come back to it. Like when you've forgotten most of it, like maybe like in a year and a half or something, and I think that game might like just it. It'll fire on all cylinders in a beautiful way again. So. Yeah, it runs like a fucking dream on my PC too. Like sc- runs, it runs incredibly well on literally everything, yeah. which is awesome. Sc- screams by at a at 250 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred, what about number six? Uh, so number six. Okay, this is um, this is gonna uh, this might be my controversial pick. Okay. Um, so my number six is inside. Okay. <laughs> and this is another hate fuck item. What? Okay. Yes. See, we talked about this on the other half of the podcast, and I think we're gonna. I'm, I'm ready because I've played it since we since we recorded the other half. And let's do this. Okay. So here's my here's my issue with Inside. Like the the reason it's on the list is because like if if you were a fledgling gamer or someone who's never played this type of game before. Uh, this is a this is a great experience. It is a great game to play through because it does a lot of things that other video games do or uh, don't do rather. Um, just like Limbo did. The problem I have with it is it's fucking Limbo. Um, it's the exact same goddamn game, and I mean that not only mechanically. Like, yeah, the puzzles are a little bit rearranged, but it's still those puzzles. Um, the the flow of the game is very similar to Limbo, like the sort of the ramp up and and you know where in the story progression the twists happen. My my bigger issue with it is is it's the same team, it's the same people, it's not a direct continuation of Limbo, but it's the same it's the same thing. It it makes me feel like Play Dead might just be a one trick pony, and I'm really sort of getting tired of like the quote unquote art game with the uh, 
interpret your own narrative. I'm so upset for people listening to the like, audio. I can't, I can't even, like, I can't. I can't even, I couldn't possibly disagree more. Um, I think it's just, like, a beautiful evolution of some of those, the place, the, like, some of those, like, things that felt so new in, in Limbo. Uh, I think what, what what's really interesting about Inside, if, if you want to say, like, really compared to Limbo, is, like, I feel like Limbo would get you. It was it was out to get you, right? Like, it would kill you out of fucking nowhere. And then you had to go back and kind of learn that. In this, you... you, you uh, If you die, like, when you're, when you're going through, or if your character dies, um, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I should have seen that coming. Like, there, there there's, it's not... It doesn't, like... There was, I mean, cheap. there were still parts, though, that were, were out to get you. Like, especially at the very opening sequence when you're running from uh, the guys chasing you, like... There's a feel, lot of like, oh, you tripped over a hidden branch, and now they shot you, and you're dead. I feel like that's um, the that's the teach you like the stakes, right? That that like yeah, death can come so fast and quick. Right? But there were a lot of scenes in that game, especially the ones with the dogs. That fuck uh, those dogs. Yeah, they, 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 those those always felt like they were trying to like, eh, fuck you. Here's some dogs. I think like Play Dead does something incredibly well, and I might be interested in seeing what what else is out there. But like realistically, like I can't think of all. I mean, I don't see a lot, or at least there's, like, you know, that's coming into my uh, field of view that's, that, like, is really this type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about it more later. I thought you were going to complain about the ambiguous ending. Well, uh, I mean, the ending, um, and you I got, mean, the ending you is got both ambiguous, endings. as is the They're whole both game. ambiguous, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I, yeah, and yes, I did get the alternate ending, but, um, I mean, I feel like the... the the ending is not ambiguous compared to the rest of the game. I feel like the whole game is ambiguous. It's the ending where it kind of matters to people because they're left with a cliffhanger. I'm actually sort of okay with that. Like, I feel like that's a lost art form. I hate, like, when, um, like, a movie ends with sort of like a, like a you know, like the Inception ending, right? Mm-hmm. And then the entire internet explodes like, well, what's the ending? What happens? Like, they don't understand that the ending is you not knowing or yeah. is ambiguous. Um, everything needs to be fucking spoon fed to people. Gamers are a little bit more. Uh, I feel like we, as a group, kind of yeah. need to be told very explicitly what something means. Not a lot of nuance. Not a lot of nuance in uh, in this group of ours. So I'm uh, okay with the ending being what it was, but I'm I don't know that I'm okay with the entire game being that, and that was sort of my thing. Like it's your number fucking six, though. But I, once again, it's my number six because to me, it's the same game as Limbo, and Limbo would deserve a placement the year it came out for sure. Like Limbo was a monumental achievement when it came out. Ah, gosh, I love this as much, if not more, than Limbo. Um, I still think I like Limbo a little more. I like I like the art style behind Limbo a little bit more. I, I like I, I totally understand like where you're coming from, though, Fred. Like I, I empathize with it. For me, like, the execution is so key here. Like, I think Limbo was a great first step, but Playdead executes on the idea that Limbo wanted to do better, uh, and it shows how much they've grown, how much they understand beats. And like John pointed out to on Twitter, like, the game doesn't uh, doesn't play with your time. It doesn't – there's no filler in that game. It is. Well, and, and that's true. I mean, like I said, they definitely, you know, learned from their past experience, but I also would expect them to have done that. Like, mm-hmm. if they hadn't, we'd be complaining about the fact that they didn't learn anything. Yeah, for me, the, the growth was substantial. Like, a growth I, I don't see from one game to another a lot, um, personally. Fair enough. And maybe it's just me starting to get done with this this 
I don't know what genre you would call these type of games. <clears throat> that approach to game design, maybe. Yeah. It's like, in general. It's like sort of an indie adventure puzzle platformer. It's, it, it's also kind of <laughs> a walking sim. Like, well, listen, 17 ways. years from now when they've released their final of the trilogy or whatever is going to happen, like, you'll, <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's the same game with some mechanical upgrades, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. I can't we i love this fucking team they're one of my favorites i think now because i limbo i mean we did limbo in game club um yeah, very back early in the on. day um yeah this team they're fucking they're good they're good at what yeah, they do here's what's going to happen john is because you want a third title because you want them to do more that's going to be their last guardian it's going to be oh, it's gonna take, oh it's going to take 10 years like Dude, I mean, like, the timing the timing between these is similar whatever they do, do whatever they do like i'm i'm excited i i if they change change it up but they do a lighthearted fucking comedy game whatever dude <laughs> like, <laughs> i somehow I, doubt I, that <laughs> I, t- I tend to lean more with john on this one so I, I I was Limbo was one of the first games of that kind that I ever played because I like didn't play Braid or anything before that era that that kind of started to touch on those things. So Limbo was my introductory art game, you could say, and uh, I I really loved it. So I mean I don't want to like get all super hipstery here. Like I feel like there it's a it's it's I mean, there's some art games out there, some like ten minute weird ass shit. Like we've played some of them on. Oh, on yeah. On Game Club, like that are just about an idea rather than trying to make anything some an idea expressed through gameplay that's not trying to be fun or or really even that engaging, just kind of there to be consumed and then thought about. This is a much more mainstream, like digestible approach, and I think like man, um, I just man really like this team. Yeah, glad it's your number six, Fred. Glad it's your number six. You're welcome, John. I get it. Uh, what about your number six, John? Uh, my number six is Gears of War 4. I don't think there's much I need to say it is a very good Gears of War game. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is very much a Gears of War game. <laughs> it is Gears of War. It is very good. There are some colorful environments. Uh, Marcus Phoenix is fucking awesome. Like, it is uh, the way... The way they embrace that they're, you know, sort of an action movie sequel, like... The way they tease certain characters coming back, like, it, they go back to the well without feeling super forced, and uh, I was ready, it turns out I was ready for another Gears of War game. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I didn't play Judgment. Maybe the time where I needed another Gears of War game would have been longer if I had played Judgment. Fred played Judgment, he's the only I one. Played- I played and liked Judgment. I don't care what anyone says. That game, look, that game was Gears of War. People didn't like the story because it didn't have Marcus in it. Fair I enough. think it's weird because Tom Bissell wrote the story, right? And, like, I yes. really like Tom Bissell. So, blurp. Right. I just, I couldn't, I went two hours into Judgment and was like, eh, I just bounced off of it. I like Baird. I'm like the one person that likes fucking Baird. Actually, Fred like likes Baird, Baird too. Me I and Fred like, Baird. oh, wow, we should form, like, a Baird appreciation <laughs> podcast. I, I begrudgingly like Baird, but I think Baird's funny. I know everyone thinks he's just a piece of shit. No, I think but... he's great. Like he's saying the shit. I would say he's like the guy in the act, the like horror movie who's like, he "Are you John sure Anderson. we should we should not be going? Like, are you crazy? We're splitting." He up. was the Why? pot guy in Cabin in the Woods, right? Like that was his character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah he's he's all right in my book. Uncle Baird. Uncle Baird. Uh, and, and he facilitates oh. giant fucking robots. So. <laughs> That's true. He gets he gets robots done. 
Yeah. Uh, number five, Fred. Uh, so number five for me was uh, a game I backed on Kickstarter. Bias. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. We need a drop for that. So when let's let's talk about art games, shall we? Uh, Super hot to me is the art game. It's not the art game we wanted. It's the art game we needed this year. (laughs) So Um, so is Super Hot VR apparently? Yeah, dude, I didn't even realize I got it for free. I'm so jazzed. Like, I'm so I I because you know I backed it on Kickstarter too, and then my buddy was like, "Oh, did you get Super Hot VR?" I'm like, oh, I didn't feel like you were spending 30 bucks on it. He's like, no, no, you were a backer. You get it for free. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm going to play that when I get uh, back to Seattle. Yeah, but I, I really liked Superhot. Um, mechanically, it does something very interesting. Like, you know, the whole pre- – the, the, the conceit of the game is that you, you can stop time or, or I guess it's more radically slow time down because things do still move. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you can sort of plan out these 30 second sequences in meticulous detail. And basically it's, it's the matrix slowed down. Um, I love that about the game mechanically. It felt more like a puzzle game than a shooter, obviously enough. Um, and then when it came to cryptic nonsense storylines, uh, super hot had that in spades. Cause there is, oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It scratched the, it scratches that. I don't know why it's not on my fucking list. Uh, probably because I didn't finish it. But it, it scratches that hotline itch, man. Oh, yeah. Ah, so good. That's, uh, that, that's exactly where I was going with it. And then, like, there's something about it, like, it being a Kickstarter and actually not being a complete disappointment. And then being done <laughs> by, like, an entirely Polish development team. Um, I don't know. It, 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 there's, there's a special piece of it. Also, what's up with Poland lately in games? Yeah, they're killing it, man. I know. Uh, I was actually reading a thing about that. Like, they, the reason Poland is so popular with uh, game development is because it's so goddamn cheap to yep. work there. So, yep. uh, crossing my fingers. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Super Hot, I think, did something great. I think that there's mechanics from this game that easily could be emulated in, in titles in the future i think like the whole slowdown mechanic uh for this game could easily be applied to like i don't want to say call of duty but any fps in the future like you know you take your you take your stim and then all of a sudden you get to do that shit you know like it 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 seems pretty rad yeah it's one i'm really bummed that i didn't uh, end up getting to this year you Um, should because it's only like a few hours long at the most yeah it's it seems very very cool it It belongs on my list i feel bad (laughs) <laughs> fucking a bro force is on my list. What the fuck am I doing? What am I doing with my fucking life? Super hot is a better game than bro force. God damn it. Well, it's too late now. I'm, I'm, living, my li- I'm living my life with regret. Yeah, you committed, bro. <laughs> Good. Uh, you Super committed to the bro hot. to the bro Super force, bro. Hot. I can't wait to play the VR. I'm gonna finish that when I get home. I'm sure VR would have probably made the Super Hot VR would have probably made it on your list. Uh well I kinda I'm, I'm kinda cheating with We'll get to that. Uh, so num- my number five is the first of two uh, horror games, uh, indie horror games, horror games on my list. Uh, Oxenfree. Okay. Oxenfree uh, is a, I don't, it's a adventure game. It's a horror adventure game. I really want to play Oxenfree. <laughs> with some Cthulhu-esque uh, fucking stuff. It's got some teens in it, apparently. It's got teens. It's got some really interesting things it does with the dialogue. Oh, fuck. I said interesting things. So it... Uh, interesting stuff, would you say? Yeah, interesting stuff. So, like, the dialogue works in that you can sort of miss conversations, and they happen while you're doing things. They don't pause the game to, like, oh, now I'm in conversation mode. Um, you can, like, 
you can you carry on and you can miss things and you could like respond to one person and not the other and this forms your uh social links all right go on um <laughs> and I, th- I found it really cool because i didn't know what it was going in i i thought uh, i'd seen the art style i heard it was an adventure game with teens which obviously you know me and teens um i did not <laughs> i did not realize it was creepy um I, I like didn't know shit about it. So then when and it also does a weird it has a weird mechanic that involves your friends who have also played it. I didn't really get that. Uh, it's got this an ending that is it's got a bit of a fuck you ending, which I really like. Um, there's some cool a lot of cool visual stuff like VHS effects. It's uh, we played it for we we do a game club at work now and we played it as part of that. It was just. Man, this game it, it gripped it gripped the shit out of me. I really liked it. Mm. No, if I didn't it's know, creepy. Oh, it's creepy. If I, I didn't it. know what game you were talking about, I would swear to God, I think you're talking about uh, uh, Gone Home. Really? <laughs> I would swear, like Until Dawn. So, except but, but here's not. here's the thing. I do think it, it didn't succeed in being truly scary because of the art style. Um, but it does pull off creepy. Um, there's a, and there's a lot of interesting audio mechanics in it. I really think fuck interesting. Um, <laughs> you should play the you should play Oxenfree. Oxenfree is a real good Vigia game if you're into that sort of if you're into John Anderson games. It's a very John Anderson game. Okay, I'm into John Anderson games usually. I'll allow it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what about number four, Fred? All right, number four, it's a, it's a pretty recent one for me, and uh, this is a game I bought because of a price drop, um, which I think happened like two weeks after it was released or something like that for the Christmas season, which is always a good sign. Um, but uh, it, turns, it turns out I actually adore this game, and I, I never thought I would. It's Titanfall 2. Yeah, um, finally. Dude, never I'm, thought, that's never thought. great, man. I'm so happy you like it. I um you know I'm not big on first person shooters but this feels different. Mm-hmm. Um this doesn't feel like a Call of Duty. It it feels like a Mirror's Edge almost with guns um and robots. But the I I bought it it was like 40 bucks when I grabbed it and I was just like I'm going to be home for 2 weeks during break. I need games. Um I picked it up and and I picked it up solely because of the story mode. I was like I can finally play I couldn't play the first one. I'm like I'm not going to pay full full retail price for a game that's just online and then won't exist when another online game comes out that su- sucks all the people away. In its defense, Timefall 1 is really good, though. It's yes. real good. It's I'm really sure good. No one's I've, playing it anymore. Like, I, have, I have never, ever got into a multiplayer-only game before in my life, and I got into that game. Well, fair enough. But so, uh, so, so <laughs> this, uh, th- this one... Um, the multiplayer is great. I'm sure the I'm sure it's as great as the first one was. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I'm I've actually started playing the multiplayer as of like the last week and a half. I'm getting pretty decent at it. Like, I'll never be great at it, but uh, I enjoy it. Um, but the story was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, um, it's, it's awesome. And, and press, maybe press R B to time travel. That fucking all. <laughs> that's all time, man. That's yeah, all that, fucking time. That, that whole was... middle sequence is is incredible. Um, oh, you know, so even good. even near the end where they try to like, you know, do the man's best friend relationship with your robot. Like, BT. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it hits as hard as other emotional games that hit have hit us. But the game does feel like it's not 
a standard shooter. It doesn't it doesn't quite feel like some of the better stuff we've played yet, but it feels better than like I think a regular Call of Duty would be. I it's think, not yeah. spec ops, but you know. It's it, I think like <laughs> The the decision to pace that game the way that they did of like, hey, we're going to do a thing and then we're going to do a lot of that thing and then we're going to completely drop it and move on to something completely new. Right. is um, awesome. They figured yeah. out a bunch of fun shit and then they tied it together. Yeah. yeah and uh, I mean, the sequences are, are really well done. My only gripe with this game um, would be that I don't think we're getting any storyline DLC and I kind of wish we would. Yeah, I wish that they would just make more cool levels for that game. Yeah, I, I really like the single... I, I don't know, man. Like, the online multiplayer is just dominating games that I like, and it's sort of ruining some of them. Um, but, like, yeah, definitely definitely worth playing this game. And, you know, it's it's very high on my list for a reason. It would probably be higher, except that, like, I feel like I have a lot of similar titles on my list this year. Um, and, and you'll see why shortly. You're the shooter, man. Uh, yeah, okay. Nice. You're the shooty guy. Apparently, uh, 2016, you're the shooty guy. Yeah, I mean, it was a good year for first-person shooters, so uh, I cannot blame you. Uh, number four, John. Uh, here's what, here's a cheater, right? Uh, so VR stuff. Yeah. Uh, Google VR stuff. So Google Earth VR and Tilt Brush um, are these are the things that you can put somebody uh, put a VR headset on somebody, give them touch controllers or give them the you know the Vive controllers or whatever, and you're like the person and they get it they get it fucking instantly um these are not games but they're just so goddamn cool um, yeah but john what is game what is game <laughs> well google earth vr is fucking google earth it's maps and shit like it's and it's um it's maybe the most like i forget did we talk about this on on tyler's top 10 yeah um did. the way it's like <laughs> overwhelming like emotionally overwhelming there's no like there's no storyline i'm not watching a fucking kitten kitten get run over or something but like i like was found myself like getting like just over overcome oh i'm verklempt uh no i just like you know during the the demo sequence and then like going to the street i live on now and like going to my parents street and like standing on top of the eiffel tower and I don't know. It was it was it's crazy. Um and the then storyline to- for that is we live in the goddamn future now. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this is like Yeah, I just you put somebody in that and my wife like finally got it. She's like, "Okay, VR. Yep, I got it." Uh and then tilt brush is a great thing to do where you like you get real stoned and then you draw a bunch of dicks in VR. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, you sculpt a bunch of cocks in VR. Yeah, yeah. It's really you form good. them. It, that's an you, arcade. You mold the clay that is virtual penis. Well, a medium, Oculus Medium is pretty good for, for, for making like a voluminous dick. Um, but if you want to... Yeah, so those are two things that everybody should... Like, they're so approachable, like, experiences anybody can just hop in and do those things and they're just so so cool um you know i think like the hype around vr has obviously died down a little bit but i i am a true believer like this this is a this is the future absolutely mixed reality is um you know whether it's ar vr and a mixture of the two um 
it's it's absolutely the future of of comp- computing like of entertainment of lots of stuff so um so well, get like advertising that, john can't wait it. to make you yeah, some ads so, uh so you know after the, like the initial hype is like kind of dying down but i you know i wholeheartedly believe this is 2017 is gonna be even more of a banger i you know microsoft's their their vr stuff is coming out where uh with the partners who've who've made headsets and um i think we're in that interesting weird spot where there's like a bunch of stuff and thankfully a lot of it works together with the exception of sony has like their shit walled off right now um but it's 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 so exciting i kind of want to also mention uh rec room rec room is just like one of the the coolest multiplayer things i've ever done so number four is vr stuff Hmm. yeah i mean it's it's odd but also kind of cool to have a thing that justifies something like this uh, it's important, I think. Uh, but yeah, everything I've heard about the Google Earth stuff has been... It's so its so cool. It's so yeah. cool. Man, I the have a thing on my phone. I should probably try it. Yeah. I mean, give it a shot. I The first time I put on an Oculus Rift, I just immediately... I was on board. Like, whatever. I was, yeah, I the was touch there. controllers make it. Like, using a, a I standard, haven't used those at yeah, all. Yeah, using so. a standard... like. Using a standard Xbox controller for doing anything except for um, uh, like cockpit games is kind of not great. Uh, the t- t- touch controllers are are better than the Vive controllers, and uh, but like now I finally get what Vive owners were talking about. Um, hand tracking is absolutely important. Room scale is really good. Um, phone VR is is could be pretty cool. The problem with it is it's all th- like three three degrees track uh, freedom tracking. And you really need to have the the depth stuff to really have um, some of the really cool things you can do in like Tilt Brush and, and Google Earth. Um, yeah. yeah, VR, VR man. Number three, Fred. Okay, so we're getting we're getting into the point of the list where like it became difficult for me to like sort of figure out which game belonged where. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure this next one is going to offend John. Um, my number three is Firewatch. Why would it offend me? That's I love that it's game. Not higher. <laughs> I mean, enough. no, it's it's yeah. Top it three is, is still good. I love Firewatch as well, which is good to have the, to know that there are other people that like Firewatch. I also like Firewatch. Yeah, it I fucking, really like. Firewatch. Oh my god, it's, it's, it's so Firewatch good. and Baird and no, yeah, I have. It's yeah. So here's here's um here's the thing about Firewatch. The itch that this game scratched to me was the Gone Home itch. Mm-hmm. Um, but with more words, um, it's 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 cool that it's a game, but it also has like a lot of like non-game stuff. Like there's a lot of that. Um, I don't want to call it filler because it does stretch out the experience and the story. But like there's a lot of mundane tasks and things that don't add to the overarching plot line, but to develop character and to develop uh, setting, which I think was important for the game. Um, and and I like that it once again it doesn't hold your hand storyline wise like it's a real story that happens to real people and doesn't necessarily have a definitive and like I'm sure that there's a lot of gamers ask out there right now asking but what does she look like you yeah. know what I mean like they, they like it wasn't spoon fed to you um, but it's a it's a this it's is a not very, the game for them 
Yeah, no, this is definitely <laughs> and, not the game and, for them. Those are the those are the kind of people who say would say Gone Home is not a game. So they, right. I got no, I got no time for those fucking. And people. it like it wasn't about that. Also, like no, of course. Um, and and then the other thing, um, the other reason this reminds me of Gone Home so much, and and, and the reason you when you described Oxenfree to me, sort of rang to me is that these games are not supposed to be scary. Like they're not horror games. But I swear to God, when, oh my without, God! It like my dude. fucking skin jumped off. <laughs> right, yeah, dude. I did not I, know with either of these games what I was walking into when I started playing them. I swear to God, the entire time I played Gone Home until about the last ten percent of that game, I thought there were going to be zombies. I thought something was going to fucking kill me in that game. And in in this game, um, maybe a little bit more tempered because I had gone through Gone Home, but I started to get that feeling as well, like yeah. something was going to happen. And it's funny, like, the, the fact that it kind of doesn't, but, like, there are still, like, those moments where you're, Things like... Things happen, but something doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the the, the antagonist of the game, and, and to some extent the protagonist of the game, are creepy. And that doesn't end when you find, like, the guy's hovel later on in the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, these are not normal things. Um, but it wasn't, like, horror horror. Um, you know, it doesn't hit you over the head like a Resident Evil does, but like there's there's a creepiness factor to this game that sort of stayed with me, even though when you look back at it in retrospective, like it's a very it's a very bright and shiny setting. Everyone's sort of like Team Fortress two proportions and happy and you know, I <laughs> like uh you know, everything's very bright and colorful, but like um they they did something great with this game. Uh it's it's just a, a, a real triumph in storytelling, if nothing else. Yeah. Um but yeah, definitely uh, you know, and maybe it would be even higher on my list if I remembered it better, but it, it came out so early in the year already um, that, and there were so many games this year that uh, maybe I'm not remembering it as fondly as I did, but it is my number three. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. And like, I I played that game a little early, so I got to kind of play it sealed off, like in a vacuum. Um, and I... Like seeing that whole game, and and it, there was so there was you know, obviously like a running joke of what is Firefi- Firewatch, um, and like that whole opening sequence mm-hmm. uh, with with like the dialogue choices and everything, uh, or not even dialogue choices, but the choices that you, you mean make when to... you're when you're playing a text adventure in the beginning, yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's, it's like so it's so good. It's like I they, they that none of that was shown or prefaced or anything at all. So when it opens with that, and it's this very, very real thing of this guy about his wife, and it's like, I, I didn't even know what to expect, but I knew exactly what it, it was. Kind of, it reminded me a little bit of the opening for The Last of Us, where it like set the tone right. uh, in a way that you didn't, you, you kind of knew what was going to happen after that point, but you were really strapped in for what that was going to be. So. Yes, uh, I have. I have a bunch of things. I'll mention it when it's my turn to talk about Firewatch. Number three, John. Uh, my number three is Inside. Um, I played this two days ago after doing Tyler's top ten. <laughs> uh, you know, I bought it when it first came out. And I didn't play. I like played like five minutes, and then something happened, and you know, I didn't end up going back to it right away. Um, it's tight. The game is tight. It doesn't waste your time. Everything is. Everything has a purpose. Um, they are just 
I, they're so good at, at doing these type of games, as we've kind of alluded to, um, and I don't necessarily need them to switch it yet. Who knows? Maybe you know we thought Rocksteady was super good at Batman games, and then make Batman, you know, Arkham Knight. And you're like, okay, maybe we are sick of them doing this. Uh, but uh, but Playdead is fucking crushing it. Um, the ambiguity of what's going on in the world is just so great. Like. And I get to, like, think to myself, like, oh, what is this a commentary on? And, you know, and I think it's, in a lot of ways, it's on the, and I've read interesting theories, and it's, like, it's, I love that it's on the reader to to really interpret. Um, yeah. And, gosh, it's just, like, you know, I might call the, I, I would definitely call this a horror game as well. Um, yeah, more in, like, a, a traditional sense, too. Yeah, so this, well, yeah, this, so these are the two horror games I played is Inside and Oxenfree. Oxenfree is, is very much a horror game as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, Inside. Oof. So glad I went back and played it. I kind of wish I made time to play Abzu as well, which was on Tyler's list. But those are the two I was like, I'm going to get to those right away. Uh, man, Inside. Oof. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's an atmosphere that that game builds. It's is just incredible, I think. Um, number two, Fred. My number two uh, ties in with one of the larger purchases I made this year. Um, I bought and uh, I, I finally broke down and bought an Xbox, as you all know, uh, an Xbox One. And it's ugly and red and has battle damage on it because I bought the Gears 4 Xbox, which <laughs> uh, I should mention I had to turn this off. But when you turn it on, it plays like a MIDI sound effect of like the when you find like an item in the game. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, it's like you turned horrible. It off? Yeah, you can you can turn it on and off, but you can't change it to like the default. It's like it's locked to the system. Apparently, that's great. Oh, it's so bad. But uh, the the Star Wars Xbox. You know, Gears came out on PC, right? Yes, but I needed a one, so I was like, "There's an excuse." Um, (laughs) What do you have? uh, What do you have? Titanfall on? I have it on the one. Thank goodness. We should play. (laughs) But uh, you know, I, I. there's not too much to say about Gears 4 at this point that we haven't already said. It's a goddamn Gears game. It's a real um, good Gears game. It's a real, <laughs> real good, good Gears game. Um, I think it was about time that it scratched the itch. And uh, without you know spoiling it too much for anyone else, um, it does start answering in a very roundabout way some questions that we oh, had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I love sort it. Sort of. <laughs> no, dude. It's okay. Can we, like, we're going to talk spoilers, right? Like. So like they're obviously after her because she the the I, I forget her name now but like she's from the bloodline of the locust queen right like so she could be the, like the next lo- locust queen that's what we're we're talking about right right yes fucking a but, man I but love we also it. still like it just it brings up more questions like why it doesn't answer why like why are they the locust queen in the first place and how is that blood and why is the symbol there and all the, all this shit uh, whatever so why did the locust need like a human-esque queen like, yeah oh, man, like, who knows they seem, to, they seem to have done fine without um well no because these also, things are not locusts they're like proto locusts yeah i also i also like the the stupid naming convention they give everything in the game or they're like um, kind of figuring it out as they go along. Too. Oh yeah, like like they they don't they don't call them Brumax anymore. They're like something. They're like Mecha Brumax or Swarma- something. Swarmax or Swarmax. Like. That's it. And it's like, why would you call it that if you didn't know what the Brumax was in the first place? Or like, yeah. oh, we'll call this a what the f- Juvies. So, yeah, Juvies. Oh man, Juvies <laughs> and drones, right? Their characters are good. Like they're, I mean, like I like JD and his his pal whose name I can't remember and the lady. Um, 
and Cat. Marcus Marcus Phoenix is fucking old I man like, Marcus Phoenix is best Marcus Phoenix. He's yeah. so good, man. I like. I also played through the Gears Remaster this year, and man, like those they've come a long way, but like still have the core of what made that first game great. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's just a goddamn solid Gears game, and 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 I'm, I hope that we get more episodic releases of them at this point because like I want the story to happen. Um, it's not like a very, like they don't really do so much with the game. that's different in every other game. Like you can add another weapon in a couple of levels and it's a totally different game. Yeah. I like, I, I don't love the gear. I love the gear story, but I don't love it enough to ever read one of the books. That seems no, like insane not. to me. Well, that's like, up there with Halo, right? Like, well, I'm I did that. Read I did. That. I've read all four of the terrible Mass Effect novels. Oh God. Um, you know, the, the other thing about Gears Four that I really did like was the prologue. Yeah, where you go where back you... and play as Dom in the Pendulum Wars, or those nameless, faceless Carmines. Um, uh, Carmine, keeping that. And I love that the 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 Hammer of Dawn and the uh, the Corpser is only in that one sequence in the beginning of the game, and then yeah. never again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 hit me right in the uh, right in the memorabilia button there, or whatever you want to call it. Like it, 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 I needed gears. Yeah, it's it's like weird to think like Gears of War one came out ten years ago, mm-hmm. and here is this game, and it's like refined that to a, a really mm-hmm. fine point, and it's it's really, it's. Really cool. I mean, Gears one is one of the most most important games of the last fucking of all time. Like like yeah. that mechanic is cover shooters, man. They exist because of that game. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hot shit. Yeah. I mean, my only complaint about it looked Gears amazing 4, on PC too. It just yeah. looked freaking amazing. It looks the only, really good on Xbox one. The only, the only thing about the game that I can complain about is the same thing I had to say for Titanfall is that I don't think we're getting storyline DLC ever again for any of these games. Yeah. Nope. I'd love to see a Gears, like a little mini story too. Yeah. Especially Gears. I kind of want to go back. I never played the, uh, Single player DLC for three. I, sh- I should go back and do that. I loved was... the single player DLC for uh, for for three for uh, the lost level for two, where two and Dom even... and the camouflage. I didn't mm. even know about these two things. Yeah, and uh, Re- uh, Retribution had uh, had DLC that was like an after. It actually covered the uh, where Baird and Coltrane went. Uh, Coltrane during... runs on whole grains. Runs on whole grains. Uh, covered where they were. When uh, Marcus Wait, and Dom were whatever, really? were, yeah, I have to I have to play that. I have, I didn't even know Gears Two or, and Gears Three had single player DLC, so I I need to do some research. So I'm messing up. I bought the Gears Three season pass. Never played any of it. Yeah, <laughs> what a different time for video games. Oh, dude, Three was so good. The, uh, was that the one where you play as uh, the Gerald old Rom? Yeah. Rom Shadow or whatever yes. you play that yeah. Ram, R A M M or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rom, it's Rom. Um, whatever. All right. Yeah. What are video games? John number two. Forza Horizon three. <laughs> Who's ready to go back to the festival with me? <laughs> Finally, it's it's an it's a John Anderson on year for the Horizon series and. Uh, Dude, let's talk about fucking Forza Horizon three for a second. Okay. You take fast cars. You take dance music, you take pop punk, you put it in a fucking a mixer, you spit it out, and you got John Anderson's second favorite game of the year. It's so goddamn good. Um, it, you know, I think like it playing it, the the environment, the Australia is so great. The cars are great. The fact that it's on PC and fucking just 
you could finally play Forza Horizon in uh, 60 glorious frames per second, as God intended, uh, is just so good. Um, I love the the dumbass conceit of you're at this like crazy festival about cars and music, and you're now the boss of the festival, and you have to race airplanes. It's just like <laughs> nobody makes a more fun driving game. Uh, I like the mainline uh, Forza series for the sim stuff, but like as far as just like I can sit down for a half hour and play this crazy ass thing. That's what it is. It's real good. <laughs> I mean, I what I really hope is that because uh, you know with Forza Horizon Two they did the standalone uh, Fast and Furious like game thing that came out, mm-hmm. and I I hope I hope I hope I pray they do something similar. Um, with this, I, I don't know why. why well, Dom, Dom they might, they might not because Dom is obviously a traitor now. Ah, twist. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's what that the whole story of that movie is. What's I feel movie? like I feel like if they were going to uh, rebrand a title and and make it a Fast and Furious promotional game like they did with the last one, uh, I feel like it would be like a UFC fighter, and they just have The Rock and Jason Statham in a ring. Mm, okay. I'm on board. <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, so. We've gotten one of the expansions so far, the the Blizzard Mountain, uh, and that's so far so good. It's it's really fun. Um, I think I hope the next one is a little less off road focused. I think that it, it's interesting that they started tracking sort of choices. Um, so, you, like as you expand the festival, it's like, oh, do you want to put the festival over here? This will be more circuit racing, or over here, this will be more off roading. Um, and it, it seemed like this, and it tracked those choices, like in, you know, Catherine or, or Telltale game. Um, so it's like 73% of people chose the, you know, the, to do the, the city driving stuff instead of, uh, huh. the, uh, off-road. So I hope they like shift back towards more on-road stuff. Cause I really like that. I really, I mean, the first horizon is my favorite one. Um, cause it's a, in a lot of ways like more focused, um, cause you can do, They'll, they'll, you'll have more specific constraints to enter a race. Uh, the Horizon two and three have been like, ah, show up with whatever, and we'll find a race for you. And I, I understand why that would be appealing to a lot of people, but I like the uh, it's it's more fun to have to like t- kind of play within uh, rules that they set for you. Um, that said, I mean, I I can't I I can, I can only imagine where they go from here. Uh, my, I, what I really 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 hope for is. Um, I would like them to do like some sort of approximation of Japan, um, like you know, like drifting through mountain passes, uh, like Forza Horizon drift. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, you could be, you know, you could be in Tokyo, you can be in the countryside. I think uh, that sounds amazing. Honestly. Yeah, so good. I, that so would be that's that what parachute I, drop level off of Mount Fuji. Yeah, absolutely. You should totally do that. <laughs> I is this the best setting for a Forza game? Um. Man, I really like Colorado and then the the rally DLC for this. This is very good, though. Uh, Australia's weird, man. Australia's weird because I don't, you know, eh. It's, it's it, great. The it city, like- having the city there is, I would say yes. Okay. Is it it's, Sydney or Melbourne? Uh, Surfer's Paradise. Ah. It seems like the the biggest thing that I've, I've taken away from, there are a lot of people I know that have been on the show to talk about this game, this is their first driving sim game, as Forza Horizon Three specifically, and the setting is what drew them in the most. So, it's it's yeah, very good, very good. Okay, 
Um, fuck all those video games, though. We've uh, reached we've reached that point. We've reached that point. None of those games matter anymore. This is the only game that matters ever. Number one, Fred. Oh my god, it's fucking Doom. <laughs> it's this is the best Doom game that's ever doomed since any Doom game has ever been. Like it. Okay, uh, it, it is. It, this is a basic bitch shooter. And I love every part of it. I uh, I love the level design. I love that it has all those little hidden pieces like the original Dooms did. Um, I love that there's parts of the game that won't let you go back to earlier parts of the level. Like, like there's there's hard, like, cutoffs on certain levels that you can't go back on anymore. Um, I love that the, the, the fact that, like, they hit a bunch of secret shit in every level, but you can get, like... A, a, I don't know, a radar that will just tell you where all the secrets are so you can get them all and all the collectibles and shit. Oh my god, I love this game. Classic um, Doom in Doom. This is this is uh, the reboot yeah, that's, we all yeah. needed. I like this when you is, play old Doom in Doom. Right. This <laughs> like is, Wolfenstein this is, and Wolfenstein. This is what we needed in a Doom game. That very much like how the Wolfenstein games sort of went back to the well with Wolfenstein and, and, and made them uh, more than the original was, right? Those Wolfenstein games had poignant stories and, like, were actually really good to play, right? Whereas, I mean, this didn't really have so much of a story so much as you uh, murder demons throughout the game. But that's exactly what Doom always was, and that's all it needs to be. Um, I like all, like, the little inklings of a story they sort of dropped in there, like all the little, like, eh, there's a hint of a backstory and there's a hint that it ties into the earlier Doom titles, but who gives a shit? You're going to go punch demons, um, and uh, pretty much everything, like the pacing, everything is, is great. Even the, uh, and John, I won't spoil the final boss for you, but even like the surprise of what the final boss is it's really good is really good. Um, I mean, my only, my only gripe with the game, if I were to have any, is that some of the weapon modifications didn't feel great compared to like, there were some that just felt clearly superior. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like this is this is exactly the game I wanted to play in a Doom title, and I hope there's more. I hope Quake feels like this too. I hope there's more Wolfenstein's. Like the, the, the these are the games I need to play because it's like here's my fifteen hours, here's my sixty dollars. I had a fun time. That's more than I can say for most things. No one really brought up the multiplayer. It seems like really. Uh... I tried it a little. Um, Appreciated it. That's not really why I play a Doom game. Yeah, no, Doom was always a single player. That's what Quake is for, goddammit. Yeah. Um, the, the multiplayer, the, the interesting thing was like, you know, because they couldn't have WADs anymore. We had no WAD files, but they had that uh, sort of like node-based level editor. Snap system. map. Yeah. Um, what was really interesting is the guy who sort of spent all that time making like the, the mod for Doom within the snap map system that was like a full-on MOBA. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. There's a guy who, I forget the name of it, and it was like, I don't know if they ever finished it, but he basically, he, using the snap map, managed to make, like, a uh, a modified version of the game with multiple classes and, like, a like a turret-based system, and you could, like, spawn okay. greater demons and shit. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I love that type of stuff. I just like don't know that fun. I... That, like it, it's very rare that like me wanting to play someone's Counter Strike mod will ever hit. You know, it's it's rare that something like that even takes off. But it's cool that it's there. Um, but that once again, that's not why I'm playing Doom. I'm playing Doom to punch monsters. 
yeah. and that's all I want to do. And it does it real good. It does it better than any monster punching game has ever. It does it better than Monster Puncher Five, and up until this point, I thought that was the best monster punching it, game. Doom is real good, and I God, I want to. F- <laughs> I you really should. That's, it's worth finishing. I really like the boss fights too, like all three. Or I mean, there's more. Than that. There might be more than that, but like all of the boss fights, I, I thought were awesome. So uh, I don't know if you got to the first one, John, but I was in a, a tall. There was a, I was in a level with a lot of verticality. You were like right before it. It sounds like then. Mm, uh, I think I think you're actually at the midway if you're at okay. that level. That's the one where you're climbing the reactor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking the tall level in uh, in hell, but no, not that. Yeah, no, that oh, le- that reactor level is no, really wait. well designed too. No, I went to hell. You go to hell and then you come back and then you do more stuff and then you okay. go to hell again. I'm forgetting. Okay, so anyway, yeah, I, I want to play the shit out of that game. I, I, yeah. I, uh, maybe there's a way to fix my C. Probably not. Start it over. Just do it. It's playing through that game again is not necessarily a bad thing. I will say. My God, all these collectibles. Okay, you guys are right. You guys, you guys are right. You always are. <laughs> Doom is really fucking good. I, having like not loved a Doom game before, like I bounced off the first one when I tried to go back to it as the youth. Uh, you this, baby. I know. You little baby. Yeah, the, I, I like I like Doom two a lot, but the first one, the uh, the last Doom before this one, the three, was never it three? touched three. It was. It, the entire game was just walk down a corridor, something spawns behind you, shoot it. That was the entire game. Um, they just basically put a glossy coating on like what was Doom 1, but like they didn't update it for what modern computers could do. Mm-hmm. This totally said, all right, we're making this like a real first-person shooter now. Double jumps, man. Holy shit. <sighs> that game feels really good. Also, you're named the Doom Marine. <laughs> Doomarine don't give a fuck. Man, also, yeah, the, 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 the mechanics themselves, like, feel so good. Uh, do, you like, know what, do you know what this game is? And, and, and I'll shut up. This game is, it successfully did what they tried to do with Duke Nukem. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people have actually brought up that specific comparison in yeah. these top ten lists. They, fi- they, like, they figured it out. They found the secret recipe. This is the way you do it. Less is more, and the character shouldn't talk. And be named the Doom Marine. And be named the Doom Marine. <laughs> and that double barrel shotgun is perfect. Um, number one, John. Uh, is there even any question? It's uh, Uncharted 4, A Thieves End. <laughs> Just kidding. That game is for fuckboys. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through that game. It's... It's fine. It's just way too long. Too much bad shooting. Uh, my number one is obviously Firewatch. Um, yeah. It's it's Firewatch. It was always Firewatch. It was always going to be Firewatch. Um, <laughs> there was, there's always a John. There's always a Firewatch. There's always a John. There's always a walking sim. And, <laughs> um, like, let me count the ways. Um, the adventure game, uh, the text-based adventure game at the beginning that made me fucking cry like before they even like show Sorry. any graphics like the prologue that made you cry it's so um, good it's it's this game is emotionally devastating um it, it, it i played it, i played this with my wife as well and it was just man it was quite a it's quite a journey we took um i think uh like the way it deals with like themes like grief and 
Um, I think like I find all I think Henry is a very easily relatable character for me personally. Like the way he reacts to things, like I, I it it just it was it, you know it was very um, it, it it like it felt like something a real it, it felt believable. Um, yeah. Speaking of believable, like I think the the whole conspiracy that's in the game or whatever, uh, I think that part only felt believable to us like in hindsight i look back and i'm like that's only believable because we play fucking video games right like of, of course like we were believing that's the real story and it turns out that it's 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 not and it's just this much more tragic thing mm-hmm. um and I, it, that was amazing i think the art is i like beyond I, I beyond anything I've ever seen before. I think Ollie oh, it Moss, has to be. It's Ollie Moss. It Ollie Moss is incredible, and how they made his paintings move is just is is fucking so cool. Yeah. Um, let's see the um, as I will mention one thing. So like you know how there are the lock boxes everywhere, and you, you know you find the code and you enter the password so i kept on entering in 0451 into everything uh <laughs> thinking that like oh yeah there's got to be a secret in here uh there isn't there is not 0451 being the the password that's in you know thief and and system shock and bioshock and um deus ex and it's always it's always one of the the, the things because they're all from that same school of they that whole they, they all have that same design um uh, Isn't that the thing, the scanner in The Simpsons, when they scan uh, Maggie? Is that what it says? I think so, or at least it used to. Um, so t- that that was kind of funny. I just, man, the I I loved this game, and like you said before, the way it was creepy really got me. Um, I think the way the as the story intensifies, the surroundings and the like the environment changes to suit um the map let's talk about that map that map is oh, real that good. map though that map oh, i loved it that map was such a great mechanic like the way you're you're wayfinding using a compass like it's so cool the uh fucking well i like thinking about it it's like getting me uh the instant camera or the uh the the, the disposable camera Oh yeah. So, um, you know, at the end, and they're during the credits, they're showing you the pictures you took, and then they show you the pictures that were on it when you found it, and it's just like, fuck, man. Like I yeah. thought I was done, like getting just punched in the gut, but uh, but nope, you guys did it one more time. Um, it, it was just it, it was the best game I played this year. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. It's the when I talked about it when I reviewed it earlier this year. Um, for me, the thing that like I that touched me the most was like it is people talk about how like nothing happens in that game, um, but like ultimately for me, Firewatch was this kind of rep- beautiful representation of like this transitory period in life where you're just trying to figure shit out, uh, and I think it really nails how lost you can feel. And, like, there are motifs and philosophies built into the very design of that game that actually support and reinforce that. Uh, and 
you kind of empathizing with Henry as in this incredibly difficult period of his life where he's like essentially run away uh, is uh, it, it really hit home with me as like I I, yeah, I know I'm on the younger side and like Henry is is cool because he's like an older he's an older protagonist that I don't think you see in video games a lot uh, and he is very much going through this this kind of midlife crisis and. Uh, for me, of like, this feeling of being lost is is something that I think you face a lot when you're younger as well, and it it really resonated with me. Yeah, I think like, yeah, and the the whole the thing you think is a story, like, you know, we're so used and people who complain about oh well nothing happened, well it's kind of I, I agree it's just it's not about things happening. You don't have to be saving the fucking world in every video game. They can tell a different kind of story, and they can like the. the this is why I think video games are incredibly powerful is because you can they could put you in somebody's shoes like this and it just fucking worked for me. Yeah. I like I mean it's no secret like uh, how much of like a mark I am for the guys that did this game. Um like the Campo Santos I I love Idle Thumbs. I I I like those guys. They're they're all friends with Steve Gaynor who did Gone Home. You know they're all born from this this way of doing video game narrative, and they 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 fucking commit to it. Uh, I also say they have the best the best booth at PAX. <laughs> uh, they had a photo booth yeah. uh, that you, and then they give you the pictures in uh, like a full recreation like packaging of the photo company, like of a photo like you know era appropriate uh, man and they had walkie talkies and I, I you know ch- I chatted with those guys briefly I'm like you got you guys just made a fucking incredible game uh, I'm gonna go back it has a developer commentary in it now and I'm gonna go back and and uh, and and do that um, one of these days gosh mm. I miss stuff in that game too like I never found the turtle uh, which is a part of that game, apparently. Oh yeah, I found a turtle. Uh, uh, yeah, totally so based on that. I'd li- I'd like to see more of that game. It's really good. I agree with both of you. That is really good. I just think the game needed more guns. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like the cover shooting mechanic was really bad. Uh, <laughs> no gears of war. Uh. What's so, Fred? I need right now. You and me. What's the over under on John's game of the year, twenty seventeen, being Tacoma? Like, what, what, it would have been over under. It would have been this fucking year if it came out, man. <laughs> I know. What's the over under? It comes out in twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, that's true enough. I don't know, man. Like, what's the over under of that being my game of the year? Because goddamn, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, it's probably. It's if it comes out this year, it's almost certainly the, going to be. I love the fact that that game was like this is too similar to what we were making before, so we're just going to scrap it all and make it again. I ran into um, on the flight back from GDC. I ran into the sound designer on that game. We had a we had a nice long uh, chat. Uh, fucking a man! I'm very I cannot, excited for Tacoma. I cannot wait for t- for Tacoma. Oh yeah, man. gone home. Yeah, like I think in the same way that Firewatch is like very specific and resonated with a lot of things that you've been through, John, or like your emotional ethos. Uh, gone home was that for me? So, uh, yeah, gone home. Mm. That's good. That's a video game. These guys make some good fucking games, dude. <laughs> there's there are a few ways that like people could I can you can you can make me instantly not like 
you can make me instantly disregard everything you say. And if you fucking are one of these people who is like, Gone Home is not a game. Walking simulators aren't games. You get the fuck out. You just get right on my block list on Twitter and get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, you hear that, mom? You have no good opinions about anything. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, to close this out, what are uh, what are you guys' most anticipated games of 2017? That's not so Tacoma. You, you obviously are, you're <laughs> mentioned Tacoma. I have like, Tacoma, I guess. Yeah, that's not Tacoma. So I have two picks. Uh, Fred, you can Google games of 2017 right now while I'm going over my <laughs> picks. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got my, my sort of basic bitch um, thing I'm looking forward to, Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm. Uh, it, it'll probably be totally fine. I think yeah. I'm ready for more Mass Effect. I'm discouraged by the fact that it doesn't load in my save. Um, but whatever. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, uh, and then my real pick besides Tacoma, obviously, is and I, I who knows if this game is coming out this year if it ever fucking comes out. Um, only one, so that's Kanye West's game. Oh, okay. Uh, that is the game about his his mother's ascension to heaven. Um, I thought that game came out this year for some reason, but then I realized it was just like a demo at like the movie or the music awards or something he, like that. He played a trailer uh, when yeah. he did the listening party for Life of Pablo. Uh, I f- fucking really like Kanye. Uh, <laughs> Life of Pablo is my favorite album of the year. Uh, the guy doesn't do bad art. Um, so like people, if you're in an internet comment section and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this garbage? I got no time for you either. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever, whatever he does, it's going to be, I mean, it's. You're in. I, yeah, I let's let's see what this is. Yeah. I am curious, that's for sure. Uh all right, Fred. Yeah. Hit me up. Um man, it's a tough one because I really don't keep up anymore. Uh <laughs> like yeah. for me for me, twenty seventeen, like uh, this this is gonna happen in the next couple of days, but Last Guardian is gonna be like a twenty seventeen game for me at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and I really hope that delivers an emotional gut punch to me. Other than that, though, like there's not a whole lot that we haven't talked about that I'm, I'm that's even on my radar. Like I really like the conversation lately with a lot of my circle has been like these new Kojima joints that are supposed to be coming out, which I I fully suspect won't be out until like 2020. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, and like, how about I'm, Zelda, dude? I'm no, I'm trepidatious about Resident Evil Seven now because it looks like it's hitting on some of those PT uh, things, but I I don't know, I don't know. Like, Fractured I'm, I'm, butthole. Yeah, I mean, well, that that. <laughs> let's see if that comes out in 2017. Um, although Q1, last, believe, dude. The the last uh, the last the 20th anniversary South Park season started out super strong and sort of petered off for me. So I don't know. Sonic Mania, Prey. I, I want these games. It's a Super Mario run, but when they add in more content and make it for Android, <laughs> that game sucks. Game sucks. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for letting me host this shindig. Well, no, thank thank you you for coming on to Fantastic Neighborhood. Thank you for uh, being a part of my guest top tens, kind of, also. Uh, Make sure to tune into the Bro C. Yeah, (laughs) check us out on the Bro C or Fantastic Neighborhood or Irrational Passions. These are three shows that that we are doing right now. (laughs) We're we're in the center of the three-way Venn diagram. Uh, and it's it's all right. It's pretty all right with, in my book. Um, that I that's all I got. I don't even know how to close this out. So we I'm never sure. know how to close this out. So we usually touch the shark. Touch, touch the shark. Touch the shark. Um, I guess punch the shark. 
No, touch the shark. <laughs> no. Um, we've it. probably I... already cut off long before.